Hello, and welcome back to the Mass Singer Hap Ups podcast, where we're at Group C. Happy Group C Day to everybody. We're going to talk about six new and final performers of this season, and we're going to dive into quite a few shocks, I would say, quite a few funny moments, and um, yeah, it's going to be a good time. I'm your host, Puya the Guacamole, Zanvakili, and of course, as always, I've got my partner in crime with me. It's Liana the Gorgonzola Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? Life is just a simulation and someone's just mashing the buttons. Like, that's how I feel in life right now. If you had told me that, you know, Donald Trump would be president, we'd be in a global pandemic and Sarah Palin would be wrapping Sir Mix-a-Lot in a costume. I don't even know what I would do. (laughs) Was the uh, life is a simulation line? Was that a Gandhi quote? Uh, Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. I thought it sounded familiar. And of course, Liana, this is not just you and I today. We had to get the big guns for this one. We had to get someone who would be able to make sense of all the nonsensical, who would find the humor in the absolutely absurd. We've got Mike, the lemonade bloom with us today. Mike, how are you doing today? Good. I'm taking a baseball bat and smashing up some cars. So I hope it was none of yours. (laughs) Are you a granny? (laughs) No, I'm not a granny. Uh, I'm just taking my lemonade reference. I'm Mikey with the good hair, and I'm ready to get into everything. <laughs> Though I might not have good hair if I'm behind a mask or an astronaut helmet. So I'm, I'm preserving the mane as the time passes. I'm so excited to be here. What a ridiculous hour of television, and I cannot wait to bite into it. <laughs> oh my god. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm just still in shock from what I watched, and I can't believe that, that this is the show that we get to talk about, Puya. And Mike, we're really happy to have you here, because I don't know how we would have done this without you. Yeah, I mean, truth be told, I did hear through the streets, I got tipped off, just so you know, this one week of The Masked Singer, Sarah Palin's gonna be a bear singing Sir Mix a lot, <laughs> and I was like, alright, I guess I better arrange to get myself on there. It's either that or watching Shaka Khan get slayed by Gronk, so... You know, you picked your poison. That's true. I think you picked well. <laughs> Safe to say you picked very, very well. So, Mike, you know, we uh, we don't do this on our show because we don't really have guests. You do it on the B&B with Liana. So when did you discover Mass Singer and accept it into your life? <laughs> uh, it's still that second part still a little trepidatious at the moment because I'm still trying to <laughs> figure out my relationship with it. So, I mean, I was there from the beginning in season one because I heard it was just a ridiculous concept. I think in its first season, it also very much benefited from because I'm pretty sure it premiered winter of 2018, right? I believe mm-hmm. or 2019. Uh, yes. Yeah. So it was like one of those mid-season shows. We were all waiting in between Survivor seasons. And so we're like, all right, I guess I'll check this out. It seems like a ridiculous concept. Fox is one to produce the most ridiculous reality shows on television. I feel like, you know, it was really hit its heyday in like the 2000s with, you know, uh, Mr. Personality and the Littlest Groom and, you know, my big obnoxious boss and all that type of stuff. But this seemed like a crazy concept, even if it was an import. So I watched the first few episodes on that. I will admit that I think one core conceit that is a sticking point for me in this Mass Singer format is I I just feel like after the first, like, six weeks, and in this case, nine weeks, with this season, like I, 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 you sort of get disincentivized to watch the rest because you sort of already have guesses 
as to who these people are. They've sort of stepped up the the vagaries of the clues in this most recent season. But I was definitely disincentivized in the first season. I'm like, okay, I pretty much know who you know the remaining ten people are. Do I really need to watch them perform over and over and over again? I wonder if you know maybe if they adopt more of a format of like the this the original Korean version of the Masked Singer, where it's less about like sticking around for for many episodes to crown a winner and more so about like newcomers coming in every week it'll not only bring on people to just sign on for one episode but might you know change things up a bit so that it keeps things fresh and keeps people tuned in every week all that being said this is a truly ridiculous show like it is the biggest clown show i think on television today <laughs> in terms of reality where Everything is incredibly over the top. There is so much buffoonery that is squeezed into this hour of television. I can't wait to get into it. Like the judges are on another level. The aesthetics are just in a completely different universe at this point. There's so many crazy elements that get brought into the show. And the more popular it gets, the more it gets amped up in terms of the actually just pure audacity that it goes for. So like, I guess the more it swings into it, the happier I am. Hence, the result of this episode. Everything is so ridiculous and insane, right? And I think that that's something that definitely defines the mass singer. And I get your qualms about the, the the format and the way that it's organized. I watched when I watched the UK version, that was eight episodes, and I thought that that was actually structured pretty well. But even the last couple episodes were still a little bit like, uh, I just want to know who wins. I just want to know, you know, who these people are behind the mask. Maybe they could do a Love Island slash The Circle kind of format <laughs> where they add people like, you know, through out the episodes i don't oh, know i, like I don't that. know if there's a way around it night but. angel who do you fancy <laughs> well babe <laughs> send yeah well bruv yeah. uh i think white actually white tiger would be perfect for love island with that attitude yeah right he's just chuffed to bits to be there <laughs> i i definitely do think that um following this season i do not see this format coming back no. i really can't fathom this being a thing because you are right mike part of the allure is the mystery and while i do agree that this season they've made it a lot harder um spoiler alert i only feel good about maybe one of my guesses tonight oh nick cannon's gonna make fun of you like he did the judges yeah two of six is not bad if the if the objective is to make this hard for them nick what do you know? You're not even guessing. Well, Nick's the worst. It's 33%. It's technically still an F, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> it's better than zero, which I feel like they were batting in season one. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah. I think if you compare to other seasons, they're like close enough, right? <laughs> You're getting better. I feel like last season they did well. And by they, I mean, I'm pretty sure Robin and Jenny did well. And then Ken got one with the thingamajig and that was it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Could be better, yeah. But uh, yeah, but I feel like moving forward, this format will be gone, hopefully, and maybe they scale it back a little. We don't need it to be super sized. We don't need it to be eighteen people so that you have to format it differently. But I will say that I think this episode on its own to me is probably because I remember when I first started podcasting and be like, "What are you podcasting about?" And it was like hard to describe to people what shows i'm talking about big brother survivor and have them understand that oh that makes sense oh that's a good concept now imagine trying to explain the mass singer to people and imagine taking this episode which is probably the hardest thing you could ever do this was the most bizarre thing i've seen on this show so far 
but it was also very, very fun. And I think the first episode of each of these groups has been the most fun episode of each of these groups. I started getting messages from people that do not watch the show or know of Rahap, but know that I podcast about the show that was like, <laughs> what the F did I just see? Like, this came across <laughs> my news story or whatever, like, however they get their news. So this seems to be the story, like, this episode permeated more so than yep. just, you know, our little community. Guys, the mass Singer has its snakes and rats speech. It's Sarah Palin. No, it legitimately is. Like, I definitively think that when people look back on The Masked Singer, like, this is the moment that they are going to remember. That That's a microcosm. It might not be exactly emblematic of the show, but I mean, I would argue that she is, just from a pure name perspective, Sarah Palin is the biggest name that has been on The Masked Singer so far. And so, like, because it's so high profile... It just drew so many eyes and so many voices to it. Plus, like Liana voice, I think it sort of also ties into just the like general malaise that us millennials feel in nowadays of like <laughs> everything is absolutely insane. Sarah Palin is dancing in a bear costume to Baby Got Back. What is this even? Sarah Palin rapping Sir Mixlot in a bear costume. Like that phrase. Did I ever think I would utter that phrase? It's like something out of a fever dream. And just add on to the end of that, and she was not the worst performer of the night. Like that's right. might even be the craziest part of all. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Oh my gosh. Wow. Insane. Very much insane. So and they did sneak this in in the beginning. In the intro, Nick Cannon said, Tonight's unmasking will totally take your breath away. And breathtaking, probably not for the reason they were advertising, but I was shocked, very much floored. Mm -hmm. I think Nick Cannon was equally floored, obviously, given his final reaction when Sarah Palin was unmasked. And he was like, y'all got to see this. Yeah, I think <laughs> Nick Cannon broke his like usual visage of like hostiness by being right. like, oh, my God, even I am completely flummoxed that this is Sarah Palin, you know, and yeah. they even did her the service of like bringing the glasses out like they knew this was going to be a newsworthy moment. Now, I guess not, not to jump around too much, but let's put on the tinfoil uh, hat here and I'll be the tinfoil man. Do we think that you, you talked about this with Shaka Khan a bit with Dionne Warwick? Do we think Sarah Palin was like a one and done? Do you think she only signed up to do one song and that's why she got booted here? I don't know. I Honestly, I I think that there are so many different variables at play between, you know, the the way that the voting works, the way that the performances are viewed by the audience that's there, plus our tinfoil hat of, oh, how long do these celebrities sign on contracts for? I would imagine that in this circumstance, probably not, just because I think they filmed two episodes in one day. So I think maybe she could have gone one or two. That seems to be maybe the cutoff. But I mean, who knows at this point? Like anything is possible with the mass singer. It's a very fickle audience is what I'm finding because they rate the same type of performer in group a highly enough that they can make the super nine. But then in this group, that one gets plucked out. So I don't necessarily think it's a contract thing, although it would make sense given the caliber of people that have gone out early. But at the same time, I think it just comes down to, what did the audience feel then and there? Because I think that there was probably one performance that was worse. And then there was one that I didn't like. So that I know is one that's going to be like applauded. So it's, 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 it's complicated because 
I don't want to give into the conspiracy, but at the same time, do I think Sarah Palin would have stuck around for the Super Nine? I mean, no. <laughs> I don't. I couldn't see. What it. else is she up to? That's true. That is true. I don't know. I don't know how many more mom raps Sarah Palin has in her arsenal. You know, like I feel like she did an admirable job at Baby Got Back, but you know that this was like her karaoke go-to, right? And so when yeah, they ask her, right. she's like, "Oh well, I know Baby Got Back," and so they said, "Okay, great, we'll put it on." I don't exactly know. This is what we saw with the White Tiger, right? Like his first performance was fine, and then he had to do two more, and then he's like, "Uh, let me talk, sing, uh, we will rock you, sort of." And so maybe they were sort of like putting the bear down making a rug out of her before she promptly uh, mauled the audience i am i am at a shock you guys talked about this a couple weeks ago that like the acoustics are so terrible in that studio considering that if, mm-hmm. the, if the people that are solely judging this that's supposed to be forget the razzle dazzle of it all pretty primarily based on the voice and they can barely hear the voice that feels just like a flaw in the system fundamentally just like the amount of effort i feel like that was put into building the soundstage was probably minimal at best well we gotta we concentrated our efforts on these two screens that make a little x on the beginning of the stage but we sort of forgot about you know building in panels and things that can bounce sound off of it right but have you seen our floor guys it's like tvs on the floor they used all the budget on that floor. I mean, if you look at the backup dancers' masks this season, they all look very budget. Or Shaka and Khan. The sound system. Yeah. I mean, Shaka Khan, someone else tonight. I don't remember. Was it Bear? Yeah, it was Bear with the weird red painted bear masks behind her. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they, very they spent all their. What was the budget? Their superstar budget? No. Their legend budget? legend budget? Legend budget. Legend budget. Yes. So they couldn't bother to put in any type of like sound panels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think this is the mo- the bit so far through si- what is it? Six reveals now? No. Three, seven reveals? Seven. Yeah. Seven reveals. This is the most famous uh, brand, branch group of people we've had so far through se- three seasons, I would say. Hmm. Oh, you know what? Actually, speaking of that, so I think Nick Cannon said this at the beginning of the episode, but he said something about, oh, this is our final click. Do you think they were separated by click? Like, which group is the jocks? Which group is the nerds? Is this the nerds? (laughs) I would think that I know. I think group B is the nerds. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, this is the burnouts. (laughs) (laughs) These are the these are like the oddballs, the misfits. Yeah, Uh, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess, I, I don't know, between, like, Kangaroo being a boxer and White Tigers obviously being Gronk, like, maybe that was the jocks uh, mm-hmm. or, like, yeah. the popular clique. I'm not entirely mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about the whole class of 2020 thing. I guess as we go into the Super 9, do you think that's going to continue? Or are they is school going to get stopped? Are they going to move to online classes <laughs> yeah. for, starting at the Super 9? Yeah, right. They're going to finish all their classes for the rest of the episode or all their performances. Oh, online. my God. Wait, <laughs> I just realized, though, if they do, if if coronavirus prevents filming of future episodes, like they're going to have to reuse this stupid audience stock footage with performances that are not filmed yeah. with people. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that if they can't do the audience, because I, I, we know that they are definitely filming, but whether or not they've actually completed filming the season that we don't know yet. It's entirely possible that, yeah, <laughs> the finale will have the, the people like rocking out the first performances. I think that's entirely possible. Uh, maybe maybe that's an ad- added incentive to use the budget elsewhere. 
So mm. that could come in clutch. Possible. What to like buy to buy other stock footage? No, just to use like put that money back in the bank and then use that for better sound system for next season. Yeah, but uh, how would so, they save money? So well, like save money instead of paying people to sit in the audience. I'm assumingly like paying them to keep their mouth shut afterwards to, mm. you know, yeah. invest in like <laughs> properly rebuilding your stage. You know what? Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if, okay, let's say they heard that idea. Then they were like, oh, great. We'll never have another live studio audience again. We will just continue to reuse footage. They've got like two and a half seasons worth of footage, right? So (laughs) the one thing that comes in confusing then is that who's voting if there's no one in the audience? The judges, maybe? Yeah, the judges. Or it could be like, this, ha- this happened all? with last comic standing sometimes when they were doing like, quote unquote, judges decision. It's almost always like a producer mandated decision. So it just means that the, the invisible hand of the mass singer would just become more corporeal. <laughs> Which I think that's actually going to be a character on next season. The invisible hand? Yeah. Oh, I love this idea <laughs> of like corporeal a, hand. A, a person just walking out in like all black, but like missing one hand. And the, that's the invisible hand. Oh my god. They're like it's Casper, the friendly ghost. Listen, it's better than Night Angel. How dare you? <laughs> well, that's as good a segue as any, Mike. Let's just dive into it. So, we were told to say hello to the Night Angel. The Night Angel comes out and is doing like this sultry strut, which I was like, "Oh, okay, you got your thing." But then the mouth looked creepy, so then I got terrified and we did get a question early, so I'm going to throw this right at you. What is a night angel, and why does it look like a demon? I'm so confused. <laughs> Angels yeah. are not designated to a time of day. They're not on ships. There should be no designation between a day angel and a night angel. Furthermore, a night angel should not look like a terracotta dildo. (laughs) Lo and behold, here is the night angel in my dreams forever. This is third shift angel. Exactly, like graveyard shift angel. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Covering for Marlene angel. (laughs) Like she's got her snacks and her coffee. She's like ready to go. She's like, yeah, 11 to 7, baby. We got this. Um, the only thing that's an angel about her is the wings, right? Like, she doesn't even have a halo. What else is angel about her? She's creepy? Are uh, angels creepy? I don't think so. I mean, even the wings look like a cape to me for the longest time, mm. like a feathered cape. So, well, they are feathered. I'm not quite sure. How but also, what are? is a thingamajig? You know, we're really like trying to. Right, <laughs> analyze something. Like we know on a what an, I feel like we know what an angel is. I don't know why we're typifying things in its third season to a night angel. Like I, I don't exactly like. I really am intrigued. I guess we're going more towards like the Korean side of things with them just like adding adjectives onto nouns. So now we're gonna see like depressed walrus next season. <laughs> you know, just just in case they run through the whole animalia. They're going to want to make sure that we discern the different types of angels that exist. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't wait. I'm so excited for that whole, like, range of creatures that we're going to get. Like, stupefied penguin. Exactly. (laughs) 
you know, um, and then it'll have like a, you know, the expression will match whatever the descriptor is. Uh, you know, we, we talked about this, you know, we make the jokes about, oh, when they run out of animals, you know, what are they going to do? Oh, we're getting the taco. Sure, the taco. But have you heard of the. <laughs> My mind is completely blanking on any. The, right the, now. <laughs> the day demon yeah exactly like the day demon day demon also night angel sounds like a like a euphemism for a drug like something mm. you would buy off the street <laughs> i don't know how i feel like about angel that. dust <laughs> yeah exactly like i'll oh, give me some of that night angel and we'll hit the club up and have a grand old time i'll be strutting like night angel by the end of it the nearsighted taco <laughs> what Wait, That's I like it. The what? Character. That's my has, joke that I missed before, but go go put it back in when it would have made sense. He has to, I like it. Angel is a drug reference. He has tomatoes for glasses. Yeah, exactly. No, <laughs> we, we've been through go. this, Mike. <laughs> no, please. Mm. <laughs> so, Liotta, what did you make of the clue package for the Night Angel? Did you get anything here? What is older women woman swag? <laughs> That's what Jenny said. Yeah, I didn't get that either. I was like, I thought it was more of a strut. Now, I don't think older woman swag is a thing. Older woman swag by Dior. <laughs> like, I don't know why that was the first thing that popped into my head. Um, yeah, I don't know what that is. Okay, I actually do have a guess for this person. Ooh, okay. Okay, okay it's, it's based nice. off of the line, fame has brought me down like a landslide. Mm-hmm. It's one of the Dixie chicks. I was actually, that's what I first thought of as well. Because, I mean, obviously, Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks first popularized it. But I remember the Dixie chicks did a, a popularized cover of it then like you have that thrown in with like the boy is mine my prerogative uh i I was watching this with angela my wife and she was really stuck on my prerogative where she was obsessed with the fact that it was shania twain until she opened her mouth and sang uh which would have been a weird weird thing to bring in shania twain on this i don't know like the the grandma gang i did not get any maybe i'm not profiling them correctly i did not get any gang from them you know i just got the idea that they were violent unruly grandmas <laughs> it's because they had baseball bats what i guess it just makes gang uses a baseball bat if you're if you're outside of the the movie the warriors from the 70s i've never seen gang members use baseball bats <laughs> um what was the was it a monty python skit of the grannies what am I thinking? No, of? you're thinking about kids in the hall. You're talking about uh, oh, like the kids the, in the like hall. The, was it like like twenty out of twenty Helens or something? Uh, okay. You know what? Let me think about it, and I'll get back to you. Okay. <laughs> I so I really thought that this was probably the most informative clue to the right person. I am not the right person, but the fact that the first door was a door number four. The night angel had the key to door number two, but then entered door number five. So door number four had like quacking ducks in it. Yeah. Oh my God. It's the Lego thought, master's lady. The one with the ducks. <laughs> That's a deep pull, Liana. It, like crossover already. She was on two episodes. Yeah, nothing yeah, okay. like a first boot from a Fox reality show to be in the mass singer. Maybe that was part of their contract. Like, well, we still have you yeah. on the clock. So put your night angel costume on lady. Yeah. Also, before you continue with the weird numbers, which I did notice as well, it was the Monty Pythons get Hell's Grannies. That's what I was thinking uh, of. The okay. grannies that like terrorize everybody around town. That was my thought. 
Okay. All right. Continue, Booya. Okay. I I don't know what that is. I know what Monty Python is, but I don't know that skit. Okay. I'll make you watch it later. All right. Sounds good. Okay. So then key number two. So then door number. F- so first, when I saw the ducks, I thought Mighty Ducks, but I was like, I don't know anyone on that cast outside of Emilio Estevez. So I don't think right. it's him. So then I moved on. So then door number five has the angry grandmas. I actually thought the four Grammys thing that one of the judges mentioned is probably what that is. Cause yeah. we had that last season with, I want to say seal or uh, the yeah. leopard. I keep doing that with the leopard. So that could be a thing. But then door number six is like a rave. And then this is where the night angel ends up chilling in. So what was door number mm. two for? I mean, do you think she maybe she owns a club or something? And maybe that's that's sort of where she's hanging out. I was also very perturbed by the accent. Like, it's very clear this is put on. And I know that Seal did it a little bit last season. But this feels like you're doing a production of Oliver Twist. And you're like, hello, I'm the night angel. And then everyone's like, okay, that's very clearly an accent to turn people off. (laughs) That's Liana. When you tell Liana to do a British accent, she does that. (laughs) Well, we're just going, nope. (laughs) Nope. Yeah, now you sound like a toothless Texan. I don't know what that was. I was trying to not do it by doing it, and then I somehow got in my own head. So uh, I'm just going to stop. But yeah, it's really bad. The accent's really bad. I I don't mind it because I like the commitment of trying to confuse the judges, but it is going to get really annoying throughout the season. Well, especially because it keeps going in and out, too. Like right. she, she wants to do like the first word and the last word of a sentence really well, and then the rest of it really doesn't matter. Yeah, middle bit. Who cares? Well, then we dove in to the um, performance and it was Bon Jovi. You give love a bad name. And there was quite a few things going on in here. I think the first thing for me was. (laughs) Yes, Mike, the backup dancers. Just go. Okay. All right. Let's talk about this. So. Beetlejuice. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So the guys are in black and white pinstripes Mm -hmm. with the umbrellas and they're wearing hearts, I guess, because you give love a bad name. All I know is Robin Thicke was not concentrating at all on the Night Angel. He was staring at them, thinking back to what was it, 2013, when he was grinding with Miley Cyrus on top of an ice cream truck. Like, that's what's sending him back to like a wayward time. Uh, But yeah, this was. I mean, it's it's not going to it's it was pretty ridiculous. I don't know between this and the people in like the life size Triceratops costumes dancing. What was the more ridiculous backup dancer of the night? But like, I just need to get inside the head of this choreographer or this artistic person or whoever decides to decorate the stage for that particular performance, because it was extremely distracting in so many ways, but it also made me fundamentally not concentrate on the face of the night angel. So I think I'm all the better for it. I think I was really distracted for sure. I I'm with you, Mike, that I don't know which one is more insane. These performers or the inflatable triceratops. I'm going to go with the inflatable triceratops for now, but these were very distracting between the outfits themselves, the umbrellas, and then the hearts as the faces, but then there were arrows through it because it's shot to the heart. Mm. So what I feel like, what I feel like the costume designer does for this is they listen to the song and they pick out one line. It doesn't right. matter how obscure the line is in the song. 
and they decide to just, all right, yeah, well, we'll put it in the song. You know, maybe you think yeah. Night Angel picked this song because the first line is an angel smile is what you sell. And they're like, oh, angel. Perfect. I'll start singing it. <laughs> yeah, that's entirely possible. I would just I would love to, again, be in the room where they're coming up with, you know, the clues and the costumes because everything is just feels so, ooh, I don't know, barely held together. <laughs> I guess is the best way I can think to describe it. Like one of the clues, not to jump too far ahead, but one of the the clues for the bear, which we find out is Sarah Palin. The and I wrote it down. The aces and kings in Sarah's package referred to her home state of Alaska, abbreviated mm-hmm. as AK. Like what? <laughs> but it's is a full it- house. But like fine. But like I get it. Like I get it. I get it. Is this sure. is that worse than is that worse than the Kelly Osborne bat? Oh, that one was worse somehow. Ooh, wait a minute, the grandma was wielding a bat. Could be Sharon Osborne. Could be. That's right. Yes. Um, bat. Uh, one letter is B E T. Uh, they hosted the B E T awards. Like I don't know. Just do the weird word association until you get to what you want. Like start. They probably started with a full house. And they mm. were like, "All right, how do we work backwards? This is like seven degrees of separation, but just in clue form." Right. Puya, I, I think that this was probably in the top half of the performances. That being said. I thought it was fine. I think the bad thing about you give love a bad name as a female performer when you're singing it in like the original Bon Jovi octave is like, it's not that impressive when it's mm-hmm. like a mid range for a woman singer. So like it felt relatively unimpressive for a vocal. So I guess maybe we were saved by the fact that there was so much malarkey going on around her. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was high. I thought it was okay. And my favorite thing about this was the smoke machine was in good use. And then the background in the back had the heart dartboard thing. I thought that was cool looking, but ultimately the performance was fine. But then I was just outraged when Jenny McCarthy gets on the mic and says, this was the best performance of all season. And like, wait, did we watch the same thing? This was not all that. This was okay. So I think also the night angel benefits from being the first performer and having that much assault on the eyes, well, with the costumes and the background and the smoke and the X-shaped floor having its own thing going on, it was good visually, so that helped. But it was so-so for me. It was really so-so for me. Yeah, I wonder if also, like, I think they were so pumped up. Like, I think it also helps when you perform a song that, like, everybody knows. Like, we're mm-hmm. we're going to get into the bear with, like, Baby Got Back, and that's the one that, like, oh, yeah, we can all sing along with that one. It feels like when you sort of get the crowd on their feet, especially in these first few rounds, like, it does not matter a smidge to these judges what the singing quality is, as long as you, like, have a good time. And who knows? They might not be able to hear. Comparatively, they're a sizable distance from the stage, considering they're using Robin Thicke's using a damn telescope to look at what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, well, they spent all their money on telescopes, so they couldn't afford or uh, Nick Cannon's shoes. I, I'm. Can I? Can I talk about that for a second? Because I am just. Yes, please. Nick, you have children. You have to pay alimony. What are you doing? These are things on your feet. Your children need lunch. They need Christmas and birthday presents. Stop it. Take those shoes off. Hawk the diamonds. Take your kids to the damn zoo. And maybe you'll get more inspiration for these costumes or your own little Phantom of the Opera Liberace BS. 
I like the I like to imagine him going over his assets with his lawyer and he's like, all right, well, one shoe will go to one kid. The other shoe will go to the other kid. Like, how are you dividing up your expensive footwear? And they're ugly. They're yeah, I don't like they're not aesthetically pleasing. I could imagine that it certainly must blind some people to have Nick. Can- I mean, I guess maybe he can go running at night now if he's wearing these two million dollar shoes. They're worth every penny in that regard. But I don't know. I feel like he made a bad investment and he is just trying to wear them as much as possible to like get his money's worth. Yes, an investment is also how I would describe them. <laughs> <laughs> The good news is, if he's ever at a party that's dying down, he can just hang his shoes from the ceiling and be- have a disco ball ready to go. So that's good. No, mm-hmm. Nick, go home. Your <laughs> need, your children need you. They can. He can. If the apocalypse does happen, maybe he could try to sell his shoes for hand sanitizer and toilet paper. I don't know. <laughs> Certainly could. I mean, at this point, it might get him like two boxes of toilet paper based on the inflation and the shortage. So maybe he just holds on to the shoes for now. Yeah, very true. <laughs> so, yeah. So as far as the uh, the reason why the Night Angel chose to be the Night Angel, they love the duality of the Night Angel. The Night Angel can be so sweet and sometimes she's bad. I don't know what any of that means because the Night Angel is not a thing. Now... We had Lil' Kim, Monica, and Taylor Dane as the guesses. I didn't feel strongly about any, but I could see Lil' Kim being someone on one of these seasons at some point. Mm. How, how did Jenny McCarthy know that Monica was nominated for four Grammys? Like, I, my, my conspiracy theory is that in between the performance and the judges talking, they, like, ask an intern to, like, Google stuff for them so they could come up with guesses and, like, have them cemented so they sound like they know what they're talking about. Because I doubt that Jenny McCarthy has a photographic encyclopedic memory to know how many Grammys Monica was nominated for off the top of her noggin. Maybe it's her slumdog millionaire type moment. (laughs) She just knows that one particular fact. It's so tough because Jenny McCarthy is objectively a terrible person but to be mm-hmm. honest, in my opinion, I think she's the best judge out of all of them. I feel like she brings like some common sense, some good guessing and like an entertaining enough persona. Whereas I think the other three judges just like skew completely in one direction and don't make up for it in any of the other two. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think Robin Thicke is my favorite judge out of wow. all of them. I think I just don't like Jenny. I just I can't. So it's hard for me to appreciate the things that she brings to the table. And I feel like, you know, uh, Robin Thicke has his 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 subset of knowledge that he knows. And I think he really utilizes that well. But uh, but yeah. Yeah, I think Jenny McCarthy's touted as what the pop culture guru. So. Right. This is her strong suit. I th- I think it's a little crazy that she knows so much about so like five names that I wouldn't think you'd know that much about. And she is the worst um, as a as a human. So that definitely Leon, I could see why that brings you down on her. But also Robin Thicke is not a model human no. either. Well, no, I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> That's the thing is that the, say the, the, yeah, the two worst people outside of the mass Singer are the best judges on the yeah. mass Singer, but that's because Nicole Scherzinger thinks with her cooter and <laughs> Ken Jong is just is just like I'm 
I'm so angry at Ken Jong. I really am on this show just because I I don't know. I feel like, and I apologize that I'm going off on so many rants, but I have so many saved up in the bank here that I want to expend. Because uh, Ken Jong to me, like I feel like as artificial and crazy as reality TV may be, I feel like we want some ounce of verisimilitude in there, right? Even in our judging, we want like some part of authenticity. And I think I figured out my issue with Ken Jong is that he's playing a character. Like, it doesn't seem like he's playing himself. And I don't want a character judging. It's like if mm. you were, it's like if you were on Top Chef and you were cooking for Tom Colicchio, Padma Lakshmi, and Dracula. And it's like, Dracula can comment on your risotto all he wants, and he may make very astute judgments, but at the end of the day, it's Dracula. And I don't know how much you can take those criticisms seriously. And same thing with Ken Jeong, we get more, you know, I think he's crazy by the end of this, jumping up and down, throwing a temper tantrum, calling Nick Cannon daddy some more, and it's just, it's it's absolutely out of control. And I, I wonder if we... Like, you can bring out weird stuff of his personality, but I feel like Ken is just completely swung into becoming a two-dimensional character, so much so that, like, he's now a cartoon against these three-dimensional people around him. Do you think Dracula knows the Night Angel? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They run in the same circles together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good point. He does feel very caricature, especially with the, I know exactly who this is, which thankfully he hasn't been doing that much this season. <gasps> oh my god, you said 2D. He's got the 2D cut out of his head. Um, oh yeah, that was weird. Why was it? Why was it so big? Like it's, <laughs> it was, it was at least fifty times the size of his actual head. Why did they ask for it that man. big? Yeah, he really. So for me, I've I've been able to stomach Ken Jong more because I have told myself just pretend he's continuing to do Senior Chang but on another show, and that's been fun. So. As long as I think of him not as Ken Jong, but as the character he played in Community, I'm all right with him. But I do have to say, still has the worst guesses, really has to put on the character to be somewhat relevant because I don't think he belongs on that panel otherwise. He brings nothing else to the table. And Nicole's just very... So Nicole's someone who I had high hopes for when we first got into the show because I thought she's a performer. She's been in this business. So she'll be able to like figure some of this stuff out but i think ultimately nicole probably brings the least to the table out of the four mm. oddly enough if uh if ken were on rupaul's drag race michelle would be like i feel like i really don't know you yeah, exactly <laughs> you don't understand kenny licious this is what i do girlfriend this is what i do as he like does a weird little things. like cha-cha across the stage and like pasties yeah. on because he only yes, and he only cares about medicine and Tim Tebow. <laughs> oh boy, but I agree with you, Puya. I guess if you're like Ken brings of, I mean he brings a lot of extraness to it. And if you're into the extra, I could understand where. Or if you're a young child, I could see sort of where he fills that void for you. Nicole Scherzinger seems to be, I think, like the most normalized of everybody again aside from her insatiable lust for people in costumes for some reason. But the tall ones. I'm so intrigued by this because like I I think this season luckily it's it's crush but like last season was straight up lust and like it's one thing to have like a cute crush on somebody because like you're vibing with their energy it's another thing to like full-on feel the pains 
for a Muppet penis that went to college. You know, it's it doesn't seem it's not something you should long for. They're dead in the eyes. Every single one of them are dead in the eyes. There should be no chemistry there. You can't see them. I would just like to take a second and thank Mike for taking us into spring because we are definitely full bloom this episode. And I love it. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we needed. Pretty much in the in the dead of winter, the the full bloom is what one needs. I'm just happy about it. When we get to the final nine, and we have what was it, the white tiger, and now the rhino, or was it rhino? No, the rhino. Yeah, the rhino. Mm. No, because the astronaut is short. Because I've get I've guessed for the astronaut. Um. Uh. Yes, I wonder who will win her lust. I guess not love mm. lust. Yeah, I don't know. Like, are they going to do another Valentine's Day thing? But this time, like, so that they can give things to the other judges. God, they better not do that in two episodes from now. I do not need to see the prolonged bit of Ken Jong not getting anything. And then him <laughs> calling Nick Cannon daddy again. Like, Nick Cannon does have children, but Ken Jong is not his child. Please, let's not make this happen. <laughs> Ken just wants some of that diamond shoe money. Mm. <laughs> That's what he's playing for. Yeah, I'm not a fan of those giveaways either, but maybe this time it'll be le- I don't know what the theme's going to be, but at least it won't be romance. So, well, that let's could see. Be good. What is it? What's 2 weeks from now? Is it is it near April 1st? Could it be April Fool's Day? Yeah. Um that definitely could be it. They could uh, gift each other jokes. Uh, okay, so <laughs> the super well, it there will be an episode on April 1st. So, the final no, no, wait. We go. To, oh, yeah. The final nine will be on April first. Oh, guys. No. Oh no. Oh, maybe everybody will say, "Oh, it's just a joke." Psych. We're bringing back Shaka Khan, even though you already know who she is. <laughs> Put White your Tiger's mask back gone. on, Shaka Khan. <laughs> or maybe they'll in there. Or maybe they'll be like, "We subbed out one of these performers for Shaka Khan. She's in one of these costumes. Which one is it?" You know. And so yeah. it'll still be the same nine. It's just now Shaka Khan's in there instead of somebody else. Ooh, that's so fun that reminds me of that game with the cups and the like the ball and then you have the three cups and then you like shuffle them all around you're trying mm. to guess who's who well maybe that's how they liven it up it's like every couple of weeks they switch up the people in the costumes ah yes and then that way the the live mass singer show or whatever they're doing like there's some continuity between those things as well yeah that's how that's how you gotta liven it up between cities otherwise spoilers are gonna leak out you know when you start in uh in san francisco people are gonna find out by the time you get to tallahassee who everybody is gotta mix it up we're gonna need chirons at that point of this person was this person now is this person and we'll be really we're getting on the level of like survivor 40 right with the lower thirds of like who everyone is currently at the moment Mm -hmm, yeah (laughs) (laughs) so I had thought of a good segue pun. You might have to bear with me on this one. Actually, you don't. We're going to talk about the bear. So we already know who this is because we've talked about this at length. This might be one of the shorter ones we go through. But so Sarah Palin comes out to Barbie Girl by Aqua. (laughs) Would not have imagined this in a million years. And honestly, because of the song, because of the clue package, nothing gave me Sarah Palin. I did notice the Saturday Night Live on the calendar. I noticed the ice skates. Um, mm. And I, I, I genuinely wrote down Tanya Harding until Ken Jong said it. Then I deleted my document. So, <laughs> well, that's yeah, where I there was. are there are a couple things. I think, as Liana said, the AK thing is just super 
obscure. Uh, I think like people talking negatively on the radio. I know that we have that built into a lot of people's narratives, but I would say I think Sarah Palin got it more so than anyone else, considering we've seen in the past. Looking in retrospect, I think right after SNL, we had uh, the elephant heads, which makes sense considering the representative of the, uh, you know, of the Republican Party. Though you would think like we saw that she had hunted the tree and the fox. Maybe she had hunted poor Tony Hawk and the elephant was up there. I'm not sure about the fries. Uh, what the fries represent? Um, yeah, they zoomed in on that. I so I I didn't get that either. And the only reason I was able to put some of these clues is like you have to say it, you know you found out who it was. The actually the Saturday Night Live in October that was when she hosted or not hosted, but she was on Saturday Night Live. So that one fits. Um, and then the the phrase "exercise my right," like you know, exercise mm. my right to bear bear arms. <laughs> Well, yeah, and she had a, and she had born to hunt behind her. Right. Uh, I also then you know you get the whole thing with like protect my cubs, which again makes sense, mama bear. But then the car turns into the DeLorean and then takes off into like a pastel wonderland, which just completely distracted me from anything else that was going on. <sighs> again, this show. <laughs> like, did they all take acid before getting in the van? I got very confused. And oh, possibly it would take that so- night angel. Why did the bear have the head of the Christmas tree and the fox? Did the the, the bear kill? Um, oh yeah, Wayne Brady. The bear gutted Anna Gasteyer and Wayne Brady. Don't you forget? Yeah, <laughs> did not like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, they had a good run. So we had a question. We have a question here on a scale of how Puya feels about tomatoes to how Liana feels about egg, egg, egg. How excited was Robin Thicke when he realized Bear was performing Baby Got Back? And Liana, this is exactly why you shouldn't say that Robin Thicke is your favorite. He is the creepiest panelist of all the panelists. His face lit up. He was egg, egg, egg all over this. Oh, it was no, don't terrifying. say it like that. Gross. <laughs> I'm um, egging. I'm egging. I'm egging. I'm egging all. Never, a never egger. <laughs> um yeah no they were all very excited everybody seemed very excited and also the audience got headbands but only some of them got headbands so i wonder yeah is that cheating do you think the audience is prepped to vote for certain oh i guess the bear lost but you think like the audience (laughs) is given swags they're like well i got this glow stick in this pink headband so i guess i'm gonna vote for the astronaut and the bear well, the banana gave out bananas during the bananas performance. So I don't know. It's entirely possible. Is, <laughs> what? It's, just, it's, I'm just thinking about the odd assortment of things that you would get from going to a mass Singer performance, which, of course, fits the mass Singer. It's like, yeah, yeah. I got this headband, a glow stick and a banana. <laughs> right. <laughs> was Sarah Palin, did she self-censor herself from saying horny or was she not allowed to say horny because both times she performed it she distinctly held the microphone away from her face instead of saying the word good question i didn't catch that i sometimes feel like when performers do that they don't want to take the blame so they hold it out to the audience so that the audience has to incriminate themselves so maybe i mean let's let's be fair sarah palin says horny on national tv is not making the headline right here i think the headline is more so oh my god sarah palin was on the la- the mass singer yeah and like you've I already can... chosen baby got back like you might as well just say horny i'm uh, so sorry yeah, jenny but I, could, I, I could see sarah palin being like i'm not gonna say that part but Okay. <laughs> oh, I won't do the horny part, but I'll do the other stuff. I love to exploit <laughs> men. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was so great. Ah, uh, did you notice? They let me exploit men. Oh, <laughs> Lord. So great. Uh, and this is something that our country needs right now. Again, she won't say horny, but she will say that. <laughs> oh, Lord. But I, I will admire the fact that, uh, politics aside, like the grit that she put on her voice, and Nicole points this out, I think it actually is, is pretty impressive that she was able to, you know, get all those words in, as opposed to the banana who couldn't muster half of achy, breaky heart a couple weeks ago. <laughs> we all know that one is very lyrically demanding. <laughs> because don't tell my heart my achy breaky heart can be challenging to get out at times yeah for all the problems with her i thought the fact that she nailed all the lyrics she had a lot of energy on that stage beyond like again for me it goes back to even after the reveal i was like how how did she jump all over the stage and how did she know all the lyrics to baby got back i don't know all the lyrics to baby got back so I thought it was an impressive performance for who it ended up being. Yeah. And I, I, I was fast forwarding to the very end. Uh, they let her perform the entire song because mm-hmm. uh, I think they said this is a television moment and we know it. So mm-hmm. we're going to have Sarah Palin do the entirety of Baby Got Back. I will say from an aesthetic perspective, you mentioned the bears like the aerobic bears. It wasn't like too uh, out of the ordinary the only thing i will comment on was first i don't know if it was left behind from the night angels performance but there were black and white striped stalagmites in the background which makes me believe that this entire conceit was happening in a cave which just blows my mind yeah, bears are in caves <laughs> yeah. right right yeah, yeah. but i guess right. are, is, are we putting that in this setting that there she's twerking in the cave Right. Uh, is that better than the rainbow wonderland that they took acid in and traveled to in the DeLorean? Because I don't know which is weirder. Yeah, I think the DeLorean's weirder, probably. Mm-hmm. So, as I said, Ken Jong had Tanya Harding as his guest. Um, Jenny McCarthy went into the Full House thing and said Candace Cameron. And Robin Thicke said Tina Fey, which, hey, pretty close. Considering yeah. that you wouldn't expect it to be Sarah Palin. Yeah, I think that she was like the closest to Sarah Palin without getting Sarah Palin. I would all I'd say actually of the three, Jenny was probably like the best guest given what we were given. Like Robin was really going into like baby mama SNL, but I think the whole hockey skates and full house really and I could have seen like a Candace Cameron Bure. Like she's not afraid to embarrass herself. She was on Fuller House. Like I think she's she's more than happy to like get in the bear costume and dance to <laughs> Baby Got Back. But as we all know, it was not Full House. It was Aces and Kings that refer to Alaska, abbreviated as a gay. Obviously, that, you guys. That's so unwitty. Like I lo- Full no, House I is a it, great though. clue. Oh. Yeah, I know, but the, like the whole point is like, oh, we're trying not to make it obvious. So part part of my heart goes out to those that have to write the clues because you're trying to make this as challenging as possible and not just immediately give it away, right? Because they're kind of dealing with that criticism of, oh, you know who it is in the first episode, then you don't want to watch. You know, they want to try to keep people watching, but at the same time, what are you thinking? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When I thought of, okay, when we found out Bear was getting unmasked and I thought of the full house clue because they brought it up in the final guesses, I thought, wait, is this going to be Lori Lachlan? 
Is she going to be unmasked, even though I don't think she's out in public? What is <laughs> what's going to happen? I was terrified. Ooh, maybe maybe it's like her parole is like she was granted to, to leave jail, but only if she participates on the mass singer and obscures her face. <laughs> oh, man, it'd be so funny if they put a little ankle monitor on her. <laughs> yeah. Like on the outside of the costume, too. <laughs> the jailhouse bear. Oh, now, that's why everything was black and white striped. Now it all makes, makes sense. sense. They're in the jail cave. Ta-da. Ah, okay. There we go. Mission solved. We're, we're solving a lot of mysteries here today. Now, the one mystery we can't quite solve on our own is the one of space. And I think it's only fair that we bring in the <laughs> astronaut to talk about it. Really? The I one was... mystery we can't solve. <laughs> space. <laughs> I like that that was somehow worse than Earth their way in gold. Which was horrible from Nick Cannon. <laughs> well, at least it was a word he could pronounce, right? It was an ungulate or uh, what was what was it? Uh, enigmatic. What was it? enigmatic. Enigmatic. Yeah. Oh my god. I think yeah. it's, I think it's, he was so concentrated on the pun that I think he his mind has just lost any pronunciation for any two dollar words. That's entirely possible. I just love this concept of him yelling at the person who's like writing the teleprompter scripts. Like, damn you. Now, the astronaut defies gravity as a strength, and it needs space as a weakness. And to me, the astronaut coming out kind of looked a little robot-y, because the arms kind of looked like they were made of the same material as Lil Wayne's arms had. Right. I think it's I think it's probably that the poor astronaut cannot move his arms in that <laughs> costume, so I think he's very limited in his range, which is why there was no fancy-schmancy stuff going on. They attempted the dazzle razzle and they got neither dazzle nor razzle in this performance no. <laughs> I, I like to imagine that whom, whomever is in the astronaut costume being like yeah can i get some elbows <laughs> <laughs> i'd like to bend my arms please for the next six weeks yeah <laughs> but the judges yeah. oh man they are salivating over this costume for them it's out of this world <laughs> is it earth it's way in gold yes uh i the, uh, it definitely is uh i was gonna do like a mars smart pun but i don't think it was there yeah no. it's too hard well, okay, I, I, was, I, was, I was i was acting stupider so they say jupiter J- uh, a- a- <laughs> oh it's not saturn it's Battern. <laughs> I don't know. What? Space is a mystery, Leon. It's okay. It's the one great mystery. It's the one great mystery. Yeah. We'll never know. <laughs> Neptune? You mean... Oh, he wasn't in Neptune in this performance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Really? He needs to tighten it up. It's just very out of Neptune. <laughs> okay. Did I anyone else think that the astronaut's helmet looked like a Venus? Oh, it's a good question. Because I think it had like a cage around it that I think had like moons on it. You didn't Nick say it was the solar system? The solar system, yeah. So it's the sun. Maybe. Ooh, I'm looking that's at a- the planets and they don't look like Yes, no, I don't think this is I don't think this is photorealistic solar system on the astronaut's head. Yeah. Oh my god, what if they tried to make it to scale? He'd have this like huge loop for I guess Pluto's not a planet anymore, but for Mm. Uranus, which by the way we stayed away of in the joke. Oh, I didn't think of it. (laughs) 
I don't so either. Oh, I thought of Venus. <laughs> oh, man, man. Mercury, am I right? No. I'm just naming the planets. <laughs> yeah, None of these are puns. Uh, I will say, as as shaky as these vocals were, I think this astronaut can asteroid belt. <laughs> oh, ayo. <laughs> comment. I would comment on the way that he's saying, but oh, I feel like it's not out of this world. Uh, no? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, astronaut ice cream. What? I don't like know. Like the tubes <laughs> they eat food out of? No, astronaut ice cream. Is like different the freeze dried, no, like freeze dried, oh. the freeze dried ice cream. Sorry, I just started doing the word association game that I'm sure the clue people do. Uh, I mean, to be to be fair, this one, I don't know, this one seems super vague to me. So while he's in the ship, we see what uh, a lay, a skeleton of a foot, a yeah. broom, and a toolbox. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the mm-hmm. idea of endless possibilities makes their heart throb. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then they said Oh Brother and Code Blue, which I wrote down because I thought they could be clues. And it wasn't a pitch perfect landing. Hmm. It's yeah, it's not pitch perfect because I think that all the guys that are in pitch perfect honestly can sing. And I, yeah. I, I we'll talk about the performance, but I feel like the astronaut was not failure to launch, I would say, in his first approach here. Okay, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on the performance then, because I have some very strong feelings, but I'd like to hear the two of you speak first about this. And a guess, if you guys have a guess about the situation. Not the situation, like Mike the situation, but I mean the singer. It could have been him. It could be him in there. <laughs> That's entirely... No, it's not possible. It's not possible. Okay. All right, because he's in, wrong. I was going to say, well, he's in jail, but he could pull a Laughlin. Um, <laughs> yeah. He is? I think he got yes. out of jail. I've seen the same he commercial for Jersey Shore Family Reunion a uh-huh. few times where like he makes his return to the group. So yeah, I guess he's out of jail. Uh, yeah, okay. He's out of jail now. Okay. Oh, he got ripped in prison, if anybody cares. Like, ripped as in, like, more like Jack? <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about your anus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> wow. You can cut that. Nope. No, 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 no. They need to know the truth about your jokes, Liana. Uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> I don't know if I should keep it. But no, you keep it. <laughs> okay, Mike, what did you think about the astronaut performance? It was not very good. Uh, I It was a, like, and I think nerves might have had something to do with this. I just thought it was a very... Like, you expect the performance for you to, like, stand center stage, smoke's pouring in, just spotlight on you that, like, you bring it with those vocals. But I thought the vibrato was very nervously shaky. And I thought the vocals were actually, like, in terms of intonation, a little shaky as well. And he started, like, cracking a bit. So it's tough because, like, you would expect initially, like, okay, obviously you're not a singer. But, like, for all we know, it just could be extreme nerves. He ends up pulling out a really good performance. Thank God that flag ballerina got pushed out at the last minute to really distract everybody because all he did was walk two steps down and sing to the audience. Yeah, I thought that was the biggest thing the astronaut did was 
Okay, good. You're doing crowd work by going into the audience. You're going to need it. I definitely <laughs> and barely moving your arms at the crowd. Yeah, you got like went down the stairs and was like, okay, I can't bend these knees anymore. I got to like stand still. Like this was too much. <laughs> I I definitely heard a shake in the voice, so that's no good. And I did write down this is a dazzle razzle, not a razzle dazzle. And like, why is Nicole crying to this? I was not moved. This was okay. There were neon lights in the audience. I think giving them some stuff to play with worked. I think people much preferred the neon lights to what did they get with the uh, bear? Was it headbands? Yeah, the, the pink headbands. Yeah, I'd rather get like a little like neon light. So I'll take that. I think that's why they voted him over the bear. <laughs> oh, it was the swag. You think that's why they 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 put yeah. him above her i yeah. i'm so intrigued whenever i mean nicole's the one to apparently get emotional she's sort of the bleeding heart of the panel i suppose uh the bleeding achy breaky heart but i would just never understand why these performances would make you emotional because say what you want to about the performers singing their heart out but at the end of the day they're wearing like theme park costumes and say what you want to about immersion of reality but like i can't not look at your face or lack thereof, and despite you singing your heart out, I'm just going to be looking at, like, Rottweiler, you're great, but all I see is this doofy dog face looking at me while you're singing, and I I can't necessarily shed a tear. Okay, I think the only performance that I probably got moved to tears with was the Monsters performance, Stay With Me by Sam Smith, but that was in my defense. (laughs) Episode 8, and I felt very emotionally connected to the monster, okay? Yes, it's a monster. And it was T-Pain in essentially a giant tube covered with fur with a big eyeball on it, but still. Okay? (laughs) Did I shed a tear? Maybe. I'll never tell. All right? You... Shed a tear. You just to the guy did. Who got famous for "I'm in love with the stripper." He is though in love with the he's, stripper. He's yeah. popping and he's rolling. Um, She's rocking that Poland. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's so meaningful. Um. Okay. Here are my thoughts on the astronaut. It's so interesting to hear you guys talk about not necessarily liking the performance because. Oh, no. So first of all, this is definitely a country singer. And I think that it's Hunter Hayes. And Mm. Hunter Hayes is a country singer who came out with his like hit song in like 2010 called Wanted, which I hated so much and for some reason and it's not look it's probably not hunter hayes's fault but they blasted wanted all over the country music radio station for like months and it was such a bad song and i hated hunter hayes from then on out and i was like i will never listen to another hunter hayes song again and i cannot believe that here i am on the mass singer thinking about this being possibly hunter hayes i really think it is i really really think it is he has such a very distinct voice and i just he's my little wayne who yeah he's the mm. guy who's he i recognized his voice immediately but i do not like him and this is where we are. And unfortunately, unlike you, who we got rid of Lil Wayne right away, I think I'm going to have to deal with the astronaut for at least a few more episodes. You think Super 9 potential, potentially? I think it's a, I think T-Rex is no, not long for this world. And mm. who else would I put in the bottom? Uh, 
I could see making the argument for Swan potentially, mm-hmm. maybe astronaut. But I think it, I think there was a lot of nerves. If he can get over the nerves, <sighs> so I that's can't the thing though. Is like, why was Hunter Hayes so nervous? Yeah. Because he can't move his arms. I'd be nervous if I couldn't move my <laughs> arms either. My God, my mobility is limited. What should I do? <laughs> you just kind of like start to panic. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's my that's my gut. That's what my gut is telling me. Like, Kellen, this is I'm going to go with my gut. Also, I mean, started at a young age. Yeah, I was also, gonna say. he was like 20 and he released another radio single called Heartbreak, like not that long ago. Mm. So, I don't know what the the foot bones and the broom and the toolbox and the lay. <laughs> I don't know what any of that has to do with anything. But I'm I'm tell. Look, I, I call it like I see it. I call it like I hear it, and I hear Hunter Hayes. Yeah, because like I don't know the foot bones. I don't know what to connect with. But broom, obviously, they said like Harry Potter. So I was thinking maybe like a Daniel Radcliffe. He's also fairly small in stature. The toolbox made me think to home improvement. I thought yeah. this was Jonathan Taylor <laughs> yeah. Thomas. He's also small in stature. He also started young, but I don't know if he would ever come out of obscurity to do this type of thing. Like I feel like all those specific props are going to make much more sense when you learn about Hunter Hayes' life. Uh, wait a minute. Hayes rhymes with lay, and there was a lay tape to the ceiling. <laughs> See, he's got a foot. He's got two feet, foot bones, foot. He one time swept the ground. A broom totally makes sense. The Jonathan Taylor Thomas guess, though, that wait, was wait, my wait, first thought. Wait, 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 wait. Hunter Hayes, I'm looking at this now, did a, a song on the album for the revival of Footloose. <gasps> Footloose. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely in on Liana here. Like I'm I definitely think thinking it's it's Hunter Hayes. In which case, like, get your act together. You 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 should do better than what you crooned out here. And I will say, like, this is also just a bad set of guesses from the I actually think Ken's Josh Hutcherson was the closest thing because mm-hmm. it is not Lance Bass and it is mm-hmm. definitely not Zac Efron. Uh, I sh- delighted my son by showing him High School Musical the other day. And it's not, I know it's not completely Zephron's voice, but like his voice is much more distinctive than that. What did Asher think of, of High School Musical? I mean... It, 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 there were humans on the screen, so I guess it was uh. fine. He, does, he doesn't necessarily <laughs> have the cognition to separate it from any other, you know, uh, configuration of humans on screen. But we had uh-huh. a good time. Did you teach him that we're all in this together dance? Yeah, but you know what? With him being unable to stand, it was really tough for him to be able to get the footwork going. Mm, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so since Asher came up here, Mike, we did have a question about him for you from Felipe. So Felipe asked, what is Asher's favorite costume? And if he had to be a contestant, what do you think his costume would be? Um, the tooth, because he has one. Aww. One that or like, uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of like what animals he likes. I mean, he has like a stuffed elephant or like a stuffed bunny that he likes. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe like the tooth or like the car because he likes playing with a car. Uh, or you know what? Actually, the, he could be the he'd be like the bumblebee because there's this one little bumblebee rattle that he loves to hit mercilessly. Uh, so I I think it would pr- no. You know what? Actually, I know I'm darting around things. There is a train that he likes to use that sings some very interesting tunes when we turn it on, and so I think he would definitively be the train. 
The train. The train. disenfranchised train or just the train? <laughs> no, just the train. Yeah, no, no, oh, okay. uh, no adjectives because he'll be the first of his kind. Right. Yes, of course. Okay. Well, that's better than a little bit of edge of extinction in the mouth, which I still have written down <laughs> on my post-it note that says 12 minutes. So... <laughs> Oh, you better write down Uranus, too, just to add it to the list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then in a week when I come back and find a post-it note that says Uranus, I'll just be like, okay, Liana. So I guess to answer this question, I feel like the the costumes this season have actually not been like that much on like the garishly colorful side. I think the frog is probably the the most uh, colorful with the purples and the Mm. greens. Otherwise, maybe the Mm -hmm. taco, because there were so many components involved, are probably the most eye-catching to him. Mm, okay yeah yeah so then if the mass singer shop actually made plush toys you think you'd get him the taco one? Oh, i would definitely get him a taco oh that's so cute and then he could teeth on it <laughs> yeah teeth it on that taco mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's uh nicole down. nicole's scherzinger's uh drunk text to the thingamajig Oh Lord! Uh, when they so there there was like a, a released video I remember last season where they got to meet and yeah she was just like completely swooning I would not be surprised. Yeah, I could also see that as well. Now, before we jump into the next performer, we're gonna take a quick break for a message from some sponsors, and we're back. And we're ready to attack, just like a dinosaur might have. And we're going to talk about the T-Rex now, if you didn't know what I was doing there. So (laughs) here comes the T-Rex, and the T-Rex has a killer smile, but it's weak. Oh, bless. Oh, bless you. Oh, oh, bless you. The second biggest mystery of all time, the dinosaurs (laughs) next to space. (laughs) Are you blessing me? Yeah. You're Why? Crying. Oh, bless you. Yeah, I mean, I know it was a bit of a reach, but that's because the T-Rex can't reach out because it doesn't have arms. So I oh. thought I'd be in solidarity with the T-Rex. It doesn't have arms? It's got very tiny arms. It's hands. got nubby arms. Yeah. I don't Does know. This, have- t- this T-Rex was dancing around a lot. It probably felt pretty sorus afterwards. well maybe because it triceratops the performance (laughs) well I'll tell you this I think the T-Rex tear redactled the competition I don't really believe that but neither one of these work you're just turning dinosaur names into verbs (laughs) I think after this performance she'll be very bronchosaurus well, Bronchosaurus is that. not a thing. <laughs> it is. Oh, <laughs> that's where I got the idea. What did you say, Brontosaurus? Or oh, they said Bronchosaurus. Bro- a Bronchosaurus. Brontosaurus. Okay, <laughs> that's done. Until <laughs> so I come up with another one, and then I insert it like five minutes later when it's no longer appropriate. I mean, yeah. first things first, the T-Rex ingested about like 15 pixie sticks before coming out, right? Like this yes. is far and away the most energy I think I've ever seen in any mass Singer performance or from like a 10-year-old child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. on full swing with the energy. Uh, like, who is it that said that this dances, this character dances like my nine-year-old son? Robin exactly. Thicke? No, Nick yeah. Cannon? Somebody. I don't remember. 
but that was very apt. Yeah. So um, I would like to dive right into the clues, but I'm going to do the Liana approach and have you guys talk about the clues first, because I actually think I know who this is. I think I have an idea as well. Dude. Oh my god, me too. Wait, okay, I think I have the most vague idea. I just, I narrowed it down to a group of potential people, but I do not have a guess, like a name. Are Is they the, Are they the Dance Moms people? They are not the Dance Moms people. Okay, uh. I think me and oh, Mike might be on person? the same boat. Yeah. Yes, so I, I definitely think it's one of the Dance Moms people, oh. be- because it's this idea of, like, a group, and, like, getting plucked out. Another thing about, like, being young. And I know that Jenny said Maddie Ziegler, but I was looking on the Dance Mobs Wikipedia page, which I never thought I'd find myself doing. <laughs> and I found someone by the name of Jojo Siwa. Yeah, her name is. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I was looking. I was, yeah. Well, I was looking at some stuff and uh, she is known for her. Apparently she had viral babysitting videos. And the very first thing we saw her do in that interrogation room was sit on a baby. Yeah. And she's most well known for apparently babysitting none other than North West, nephew of Courtney Kardashian, who Jenny does an impression of. And we saw Northwest there. The goo, yeah. I'm assuming she makes some sort of slime videos at some point, but I don't know. I like the more I found out about this person, the more it really matched up for me. All right. Well, never mind. That's better than mine. That's better than my idea. So my original thought was. Ignore the majority of the clues and focus in on the U balloon with the red, white, and blue, which made me think of an Olympian for the United States. And it's somebody who was plucked, who was put with another group of Olympians. Then you saw the bow and arrow, which is archery. So it's an an archer who's an Olympian. Uh-huh. Who has something to do with Northwest so- as a direction. So this was for you. This was kind of like the kangaroo. It's an athlete, but I don't know which one. I just know it's a boxer. Yeah, yeah but it's an ar- but it's an archer. Nobody, who's an Olympian. There is no famous yeah. Olympian archer. <laughs> Not to yeah. you, Mike. You so then- uneducated, uh, <laughs> fluffy taco. I, I don't. I don't know. I was trying to think of an insult. <laughs> you don't want to call him swine. Yeah, I was gonna say you like swine was right there. Yeah. Uh no, I that for some reason felt rude. I don't know. Um yeah. thank you, Liana. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh well look uh, look, I'm gonna Google Archer Olympians. Oh god. And okay. I'm gonna find you a then, name. Then then you tell me how many of those search results are from the show Archer. <laughs> okay, the first look, the first search result was Robin Hood. Okay, so it really totally is Robin Hood. Nice, nailed it. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna go with that. Uh, all right, look, I'll, I'll, I'll find, I'll, I'll find the person, and when okay. it is an archer, then I will claim victory. Okay, so, unfortunately, I hate to be the bearer, even though we've passed it, of bad news, Liana. Mm-hmm. But I think me and Mike are onto something. I also think it's Jojo Siwa. The baby sitting on the baby and then the north and west being circled. That's exactly what that clue is, I believe. Um, so the, the letter U that you took to be the United States with the Olympics is a tube that's shaped like a U. So it's YouTube. Jojo Siwa has over 10 million fo- uh, subscribers on YouTube. And that's how I learned about her. And then they talked about one of the dozens of talented creatures pirouetting the land. That is mm. Dance Moms. So 
Um, ultimately, you put all those together, you put the babysitting with the Northwest. And if you look at all the energy, she's done a video before where she like did a dance off with Jimmy Fallon and she shot out of a cannon there, too. So definitely even the mannerisms and stuff add up. I don't really know. I know she has like music out or like some music videos. out. I haven't really seen those. So I don't know what her singing voice would be like, but I think just the mannerisms and then these clues kind of led me that direction. And I think it's her. I, I have a good feeling it's her, but you know, it could be some unnamed archer as well. I could be wrong. Yes. Like, for example, Chang Haijin, who won the gold medal in the 2016 Rio Olympics in archery. Nailed it. <laughs> Is she from South Korea? Yes, but who cares? No. What about the U? What about the United States? Yeah, that was your grand theory. <laughs> well, the last U.S. contestant for women that won an Olympic medal was in 1976, the Montreal Olympics. Up, so, so could still be. She could I be on her years and just very flexible. Could be Luann Ryan coming back to really represent. She did win the gold in 76, so pretty much a celebrity. I agree with you, Puya, that I'm very excited. I'm intrigued to see Jojo Siwa's music because to be quite candid, if so, what is what we saw of like her musical abilities? She might want to keep it in the dance studio uh, just because this was this was I mean, this was a lot of fun to watch. But when you are like shouting high notes instead of actually singing them, you know that your range musically might be a bit limited. Just a little bit. She's 16. Yeah, she's very young. And she sounded very young, too. So, right. yeah, doesn't surprise me. Now, yeah, uh, I want to make sure I heard this right earlier. So both of you mentioned that you didn't like the inflatable dinosaurs in here as the backup dancers. Oh, I love I love them. They're my oh, no, favorite. Yeah, I love them. They were they were they were by far the most bizarre yes. thing of the episode was okay, besides the good. Sarah Palin stuff was like they had these two like lions at the New York library, but in or like from Ghostbusters. But instead, mm-hmm. it's these two triceratops and then they start moving, but they can only like circle around <laughs> and then circle back. They can't do anything else for fear of their own safety. I was very much into it. I. I, I I love that they were just not jumping in front of the T-Rex and like getting in the way much like sometimes I really feel like these backup dancers want their own moment in the sun. And I'm not about that as f- they can be as far away as possible doing just doing like one move. And this was the perfect combination of that for me. And uh, what else do I have in my notes here about uh, the um, the T-Rex. I hated the background, like the the red background image cuz it was there was too much going on on the stage. This was an assault on the eyes, but it was very high energy and I do think Mike that ultimately it was the high energy and like the kicking and screaming and dancing that kind of brought it home for the T-Rex to survive this round. And if I may just quickly look back to Liana and talk about, "Hey Liana, so remember when you looked at the T-Rex and you talked about the the time in which the costume was for and that it's skewed male. How do you feel about that now? I feel good. I feel good. I feel like we're challenging gender norms. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. You and go time periods and time periods. You go Archer Olympian, uh, <laughs> whose name I already forgot. Stop it. You're really Ken John. 
Luann, I remember it was her yes, first name. Uh, Ryan, yes, Luann Ryan from the Montreal Olympics. You go, girl. Do you, the- do you think Joe? Do you think if it's JoJo Siwa, do you think she knows what the Renaissance is, or do you no. think they were just like, here, we're gonna put you in this floofy hat and doublets, and you're gonna dance around? Yeah, I no, I I feel like it's uh when you show kids pictures of stuff and they're just like that, you know, and they just like want that. That's kind of how the decisions were made. It was like, what do you think of this? She's like, yeah, that's so cool. Be like, yes, but do you know your history of your <laughs> Renaissance timepieces? No, but not important because you're a kid that thinks it's cool and that's all that matters. She has a boyfriend, Elliot Brown. Hmm. She has her own website. Yeah, she has Wait, 10 million subscribers. Ryan? No joke. Yes. Hooray. Was she on Nickelodeon? JoJo Siwa, not uh, Luann Ryan. Oh, I thought you were talking about Luann Ryan's website. <laughs> she was in Angry Birds 2? Yes. Ooh. Oh, she played Jay and Kira. Again, defying gender norms. Look at her go. You go, girl. Oh, and she was on an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Maybe that's why Ken, for some reason, decided to guess Courtney Kardashian because oh, I live in her neighborhood. That was oh, so God. bad. That was so bad. And worse, it gave Jenny McCarthy an avenue to do a bad Courtney Kardashian act. I wonder if she felt like shown up by the fact that Nicole did a Britney mm-hmm. Spears impression that she's like, wait a minute, I'm the funny girl on this panel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I that's do. That's the vibe I got. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then, so Nicole said Rebecca Black, and I knew it wasn't Rebecca Black, because if you've listened to Rebecca Black now, she's, her voice is on another level than what it once was with Friday. I feel like a lot of people, we all remember her for Friday, but I don't remember what show she got on and performed last year, I think. She's good. Mm. Oh, okay. So better. I was like, better or yeah. worse? Oh, better. <laughs> I, think, better, I, think, better I think she put out a song a little while ago that was like talking about the, the you know, addressing the haters and, uh, you know, like talking about the, uh, like the experience of becoming like this YouTube celebrity and sort of getting spat back out by the system. I, I just don't know if she'd be, I mean, she'd, ha- she'd, ha- she'd have to do Friday, right? Or like they do something where like, they, the calendar falls on the T-Rex and Friday is circled. Like they'd have to do something obvious like that. So I, one. in my lab, uh, we have on Fridays we go, it's Friday. And then we do this like Friday dance. Look, it's weird, but it's fine. So one of my lab mates is French. And I was like, it's Friday, Friday, got to get down on Friday. And he was like, what? And I was like, what? And I showed him the Friday music video. And he was like, what is this? And I was talking about how much I loved it. And he just didn't get it at all. And it was one of those cultural moments where you try to describe something that's very meaningful to you. And someone who has absolutely no background information on this just completely judges the shit out of you. (laughs) You are just a disaster human with horrible taste was how I felt in that moment. But I I don't care. I wanted to be a fly in the wall for that conversation where you say, (laughs) check this out. And he says, what? And you just respond with, what? What? And then you just <laughs> shove your phone in his face. <laughs> party, party and party and yeah. Is this what uh, children do in America? <laughs> That's uh, that reminds me of the Night Angels British impression. Just that's the French version. Oi, tell me that YouTube video again of the girls singing on Friday. She does. 
Well, she's telling me it's Friday, governor. <laughs> can't work. <laughs> I can't hang out on Friday. I got a sweep of the chimneys, queen. <laughs> <laughs> what are you two doing right now? <laughs> Your night angel impressions. Yeah. Pip, pip. Booyah. <laughs> Cheerio. <laughs> It's me, your friendly knighthood night angel. Knighthood night angel. <laughs> well, we're going down to the pub, eh? Get ourselves a few <laughs> points. Oh, it's a shot to the heart, ain't it? <laughs> oh, bombs your mother. Oh, bollocks, <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> okay, segue out of this, please. <laughs> Help, help us. My costume's us. made out of aluminium. <laughs> aluminium. Save us from ourselves, please. <laughs> okay. Since you guys kind of went awry with all of that British punning and British impersonating, I figure we might as well go into awry no instead. How about that? Uh, what a mystery. Just like Spain. the rhino, stop, the third, stop. the world's third greatest mystery. <laughs> really dumping on me for that one, huh? Just like space. <laughs> it is a mystery. It just, There's so I, much I, out there. Right. I think it was you stratifying it and declaring it like the greatest mystery of all time. It's like the ocean. We don't know what's there. It's scary. <laughs> the ocean. Oh, are you afraid of the ocean? Yeah, I don't like swimming in the ocean. I'm, I I, I'm, no, I, I agree with Puya. So we are <laughs> landbound creatures like the rhino. But yeah. how do you feel about swimming in space? More scary? More mysterious. More, More mysterious. Yes. Yeah. More mysterious indeed. But there's good ice cream there, I hear. So mm-hmm. For astronauts only, though. I can get certified. I know a website. Yeah, Lance Bass did. Yeah. Now he's on The Masked Singer, apparently. <laughs> yes, it's definitely Lance Bass. So this- the Rhino came out to Jungle Boogie by Cool and the Gang, which is a song that's near and dear to my heart. And the Rhino's tall and has swagger. And um I don't know who this is at all. I am very convinced because when the Rhino starts introducing themselves in the clue package, they audibly cough. And now I'm convinced it's someone who smokes weed. I don't know why, but this is something I'm focusing on, and I'm going to get to the bottom of it. I thought you you meant that they had coronavirus, in which case the rhino was patient zero on the mass Singer oh. set. Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, he has the, the rhinovirus. Rhino, rhinovirus. The coronavirus. I, I got nothing from this clue package. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, there was some fake trees he was standing next to, some magazine covers. I saw a flat tire on his bike. Uh, butterflies on the handle of the of the bike and then there was like an obvious et reference at the end but like i don't know what the et connection is maybe their initials are et i'm not sure but this felt like well it's like the astronaut and we're going to talk about uh the swan coming up has like all these random things they're throwing in there this felt like the most vague stuff that they were trying to bring into the setting 
Yeah, I would agree with that. Also with the blue wig and the T-bike leap of faith, grand old Opry. Like, what is going on here? Hitting rock bottom. Uh, also, I know, again, I know it's voice modulated. But still, when the performer actually started to sing, it was not what I expected at all. I expected something deeper. I expected more, like, gravelly voicey voice and that's not what I got and so that in combination with the clues being all over the place really throws me off I've absolutely I'm I'm like Ken Jong. I know definitely not who this is (laughs) no yeah I don't know I mean we talked about weekly toast of the town he's in magazine covers and then they get addicted to being on top and then they crashed when they weren't the best (laughs) and then there's like a like it, it was just all over the place and they're taking a leap of faith. So I, I I don't know. And there's butterfly like there's just too much going on in this clue package, but not in the night angel way where I'm pretty sure to the right eyes. That was a very easy gimme. This just feels like it's all over the map, even though I don't know either of them. It's George Michael. He's dead. Oh, you know what i'd like to say that this isn't the first time i've guessed or this is the first time i guess somebody who's dead but that's definitely not the case no this is okay but it would have been a good guess if this had been what like four years ago five years ago this is mass singer 2016 actually no yeah actually he was he he died at the end of 2016 so he'd still be okay i think that i think that this is an athlete which yeah. definitely puts me out of the realm of guesses uh, since mm-hmm. I have no idea who, but I could see this because I feel like we are surprisingly low on athletes this mm-hmm. season. Like we obviously have Gronk, but it feels like we always have like two or three. And so far we only have him. And so I'm not really going in the direction of like, I, Jenny says Jason Aldean, Nicole says Tim McGraw. I do not think it's an actual person who sings for a living because the voice to be quite honest was like fine, but not mm-hmm. good enough to be someone who professionally sings, but I could very much see like the Victor Oladipo, like he's an athlete, but he's like, has sort of a voice and he's able to croon on the side as it were. Yeah. That was the exact comparison I thought of too. I was like, Oh, this is our Victor Oladipo of the season. I don't know who it is, but it's that person, whomever that archetype is. It's that. My other thought was evil Knievel. Okay. He is very dead. Yeah. (laughs) Now you're three. I I feel like this is a sport that I'm not well versed in is what I'm thinking because is it archery you uh, you're, you're well versed in archery so if it was an archer I know we get it because you're here but mm-hmm. I don't know I, I it could be like a it's a taller person right that's what we got is that the rhino is tall mm-hmm. so obviously that would lead us to say basketball but I don't know. Then if that's the case, then it's like, okay. So the fact that we saw the, like the flat tire or the red bike, like one of these is a clue to a team then. And we should be looking at it from those eyes and we'll see where we go. It was Leave a of lot faith. of it was soaring, the butterflies. There was a lot of like flying things. So it's a, it's a bird of some sort. What or... if it's like a, like a Harlem Globetrotter? <laughs> I think it's going to be a Washington general. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. That that was what I got. Also, the blue wig. So maybe one of their colors is blue. Mm. Oh yeah, a, a blue a blue bird of happiness. 
A yeah, I don't think giant. any sports. Don't think any sports teams are using the bluebird of happiness as their mascot. <laughs> inspired by the Beatles. Um, let's see, sports teams blue. There's a lot of sports teams yes, that use the color blue. <laughs> I think you narrowed it down to like 75 choices. Yeah, I. They're tall. They're definitely tall. They're like giant tall. I think they're a football player. Okay. I don't know. I feel like baseball players are actually very large as well. And I feel like we mm. we have not had a baseball player. I could see the show reaching out to the MLB to try to grab somebody because they they did they had you know basketball, they had football, they don't really regard hockey at all. So I feel like they're missing baseball as like that key quadrant. Okay, how about somebody from the Toronto Blue Jays? Oh someone, yeah, that someone can... call Haley Strong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can tell you I have zero baseball knowledge, sadly. So I wouldn't be of any help here. But also, what if it's like like a motorbike person? I told you, Evil Knievel. No. Uh, what if it's okay, a like evil motorbike person with a pulse? Okay, Evil Knievel successor. I, I feel like somebody would have... I don't think people are jumping over tr- trucks anymore with on bikes. <laughs> no, that's not a thing. That no, otherwise they'd make it like the, the truck challenge or something, you know, that all the kids would be doing on YouTube. <sighs> okay, how about, uh, you know, Gravedigger, the, the monster trucks? Maybe it's a monster truck driver person. It should be the monster truck. Yeah, just like this is Gravedigger in the costume of <laughs> We just imagine like a little rhino, a rhino head on the Gravedigger. Oh, that'd be so cute. Monster. Oh, yeah, Puya, we have to take you to a monster truck rally. I feel like that's a very quintessential American experience. Do you know what I we're would... talking about? Yeah, because, um, yeah, yeah, I, I've seen it on the movies and stuff. It, it, it checks out. Also, I okay. think you have to take me to the what's the restaurant where people it's like a medieval thing and people are like, oh, medieval times. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's part of the American experience I hear. Okay, so we'll take you to a monster truck rally. Judge Jerry. Well, do you think JoJo did JoJo Siwa go to medieval times and that got her inspiration for the aesthetic of the T Rex? Ah, entirely possible. Your favorite restaurant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, the only way we'll find this out is Liana. You've been tasked with going down the JoJo Siwa YouTube rabbit hole and watching all her videos. Okay. You got it, boss. Uh, the <laughs> Yale Cardiovascular Medicine Center is getting probably shut down soon because of the coronavirus. So I will have plenty of time on my hands. You're going to become the world's <laughs> best JoJo CY expert by oh, next podcast. You best believe it. That and Luann Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I love that through this podcast, you're never going to forget her name now. I will. No, you will absolutely forget her name next time. Oh, for sure. Just write that down in my notes to quiz you next week and see if you remember. Write it on a no, yeah. Write it on a post-it note, and then in ten days when you come back, you're like, "Who the hell is Luann Ryan?" Leon, I love how you memento yourself that you write down phrases with no (laughs) context and are expected to figure out what they mean. Yeah, well, at least I write it down and don't do the tattoo thing because. That would be, uh, you know, that would be. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know where you get Uranus tattooed. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't like the rhino. That's rude. I I just thought it was ho-hum. It was okay. 
Like mm-hmm. it, it didn't like amp me up. It didn't make me feel things. It was just kind of there. And that's ultimately what it felt like. I, I do think it's someone who can at least sing a little bit, but meh. And now the judges guessed all these two singers that I know Liana knows because they're country singers. So Jason Aldean and Tim McGraw, are these insane guesses or are they yes. good guesses? No, they're insane guesses. These were bad guesses. <laughs> I thought Tim Tebow was a good guess, oddly enough. I could, I could, no, no, I, I could, I mean, of the three, it obviously was the best. And I think the faith thing is interesting that he said leap of faith and then he literally drove his bike over a picture that said faith on it. Either they're just being extremely literal or they wanted to really underline the word faith. (laughs) Yeah, but you gotta have faith. Huh? He's dead. Oh, man. Yeah, maybe it's the ghost of George Michael that's come back. That'd be fun. The mass spirit. Oh my god, yeah. Okay, so you know how they have like holograms, right? You can do uh, like a hologram of Tupac. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. the hologrammed singer, masked hologram singer. Ooh, where the masked, the masked hologram, yeah. Yeah, where it's a hologram of Evil Knievel as the speaker. Uh ta-da. You're welcome for that Wait, idea. But are, but are you putting them in a costume too? So it's gonna be like the hologram of Tupac dressed up as a television? Yes. Yes, exactly. And then they get unmasked. So How? I, I can't, can't, can't grab it. Yeah, but it's a hologram. <laughs> They'll figure it out. <laughs> Let's see how the masked dancer goes first, mm. and then we'll think of another spinoff. <laughs> What's a better idea, the masked dancer or the masked hologram? Because I'm really feeling confident in my idea. I feel okay. like yeah. uh, Jojo Siwa might have unfortunately spent her appearance on the masked singer instead of the masked dancer. She should have waited for that. Good point. Yeah. Do you think you could be on both? Sure. I don't know maybe. if you can double dip the masked franchise. Yeah, I, I, don't know. I, I feel like they're not. They're not. It's not beneath them. I, I feel like they'll double dip the um, excrement out of these uh, people. What I guess? Well, I think the the question is like, which would you rather appear on? Like, I know certain people are embarrassed as singers, but I feel like there are also people who would be more embarrassed to dance than to sing. Mm, well, they should all be embarrassed to be on either one of the shows, <laughs> but that's besides the point. Uh, I think it probably depends on your skill set, right? Like, if you're better at dancing, you'd rather be you'd rather be a dancer. You know, I don't know what was one more inherently embarrassing than the other, Mike. I I don't um, know. I feel like I mean, as someone who personally is a much better singer than they are a dancer, I think I'm sort of speaking from my own experience that I'd much rather be on one than the other. Right. I'm a better dancer than a singer, but also like a uncaged dancer. Like I don't Whoa. if you put me down on choreography or a specific style, I will lose. But if you're just putting the music on and letting me do my thing, I'll be okay. <laughs> So like they just they, let you freestyle for three minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, dude, do the foxtrot. Be like, no. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I see. Well, you know, they like the razzle dazzle, so maybe. Well, that's a good question, though. I do wonder if and when this show comes out, like, is it going to be a Dancing with the Stars as you're giving choreography every week? Or is it to Puyo's point, like, a just dance for a few minutes and we'll try to guess who you are? <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I guess I they s- have set songs to sing. But right. how do you just like what do you just like ad lib like you just sing whatever you want for three minutes? <laughs> I don't know how that would work. 
if we've had what like th- about three ish months since that news has come out and i still can't wrap my head around how that show is going to be formatted and be successful i really don't think it will be mm-hmm. so, i mean i don't think they i don't think they did either i think they just came up with the name <laughs> and were like great the rest will well, follow it's because Ellen DeGeneres did like a bit on her show where she would have people come on and it was called The Masked Dancer. And then they actually made it a thing. So I don't know if they just made it a thing to take it out of Ellen's hands or and then mm-hmm. shelf it. Or is she going to be like a judge on that show? Maybe. I know they do. They did. They make a there's a whole like Ellen's game of game thing. So let's take a lot of concept from Ellen and make them reality shows. I can't wait for. Ellen presents go to a football game with George W. Bush, the reality show coming this fall. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So would that be interesting, actually, if if he if he goes with a a masked attendee and he has to figure out who it is by the end of the game? (laughs) (laughs) It's the whodunit of our century. It's the W whodunit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I from what I'm gathering, none of us really swooned for the rhino but maybe we will swan for the swan now the swan came out to glamorous <laughs> by fergie yeah, sorry. okay sorry yes. fawn fawn over the swan was right there if you wanted that also yeah you, you, play, you really you really swine earlier <laughs> yeah i mean i you know really, we all have our faults re- yeah you really stuck your long neck out there puya honk <laughs> I tried. Oh, I, I guess I'm more of an ugly duckling. So, Aww. what's other things I know about swans? Um, uh, they're they're real bitches, from what I heard. That's what I heard too. Them and, uh, and geese are like complete jerks. Geese, geese. <laughs> would that be? Is that gonna be the chant for when the goose comes out next season? Ah, I would love good. that. Good for the goose is good for the gander. <laughs> oh yeah one of the photos of uh i'm looking at the swan wikipedia page right now and there's a swan chasing a photographer <laughs> <laughs> it literally says mute swan threatens a photographer <laughs> what a jerk okay right. so <clears throat> i have a good um joke for you liana okay no, it's not good. It just rhymes. Anyway, so the is swan. Is it a joke or is it not a joke? It's just a rhyme. It, it was going to be a joke about like, uh, it's an older swan and it's yelling at kids to get off its lawn. But then I couldn't think of a format for it. So I just dropped it in shame. And then I said <laughs> I it. Because so that joke is poem. gone. It's a, it's a poem. Yeah, but I said it rhymed, but it wasn't a joke at, at, at the end of it. Okay. Roses are red, violets are blue. Just like the swan, I'll yell to get off my lawn. <laughs> that somehow didn't work. Roses are red. You make me yawn. I guess it's time to talk about the swan. Yay! Oh, there we go. Thank you. I got redemption. And... Nothing screams redemption like walking out to Glamorous by Fergie, which I know is one of Liana's favorites. I did. So, I did a rock out to that bop. I do love the songs yeah. that teach you how to spell. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, th- I mean, that's why I like Fergie so much. And all of the Black Eyed Peas. I feel like a lot of their songs teach you how to spell. Which other ones? 
doesn't Fergalicious have a spelling? Oh, yeah, no, that was Hollaback. Hollaback girl has B N A N A S. Oh, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to the E to the yeah. No, oh, that's delicious. fabulous. But then she's e also to the E fa- to the L S E I O U S. That's from Fergalicious. Yeah, you know what? She is a bit of a speller. That one. See. I think I think she runs out of lyrics and is like, what word can I spell to help cover the time? <laughs> Ooh, that would be a good trick for a queen on RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, just spell the word. I think Peppermint did that. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, if you're vamping, just spell things out. Yeah. Ugh, so cool. That's what, like, the guy, the banana messed up Aki Breaky Heart. He just should have just spelled his name, though maybe he would reveal who he was by accidentally spelling out his own name. <laughs> You think he would have spelled out his actual name instead of yeah. just the banana? I think he would. I think he would have panicked at the moment and spelled out his own name. <laughs> yeah, that's true because you know that voice isn't modulated. If somebody panics and accidentally says something incriminating, right? Like that could be that could be a dead giveaway. That is true. Um, what wasn't much of a giveaway was the clue package for the swan. Did oh. you, by any chance, figure out who this could be? I have I have a, a pretty big guess, but I'll Ooh. I'll throw it to you both first. Well, okay. lots of spooky stuff, vampires and ghosts, rerun to have fun, also ballet. So I don't know. Someone from TV who some bewitched, someone from bewitched. Done. Nailed it. Okay. I'm pretty sure they're all dead. <laughs> oh. I um fine Sabrina the teenage witch like what other I don't know I have a guess as well I'm not as strong on it it's not a Jojo Siwa for me but here we go so ballet was one that you mentioned Liana um here because I refuse to be tuned out uh the vampire fangs thing was a thing all the clues rhymed, which I noted, but I don't, it doesn't really link to what I'm about to say. And then the ghost thing. So there's this actress. All right. I guess, is she an actress? Yeah, she's an, let's say actress. Okay. So she was a, started off in ballet as a youngin and then did Disney stuff for a while and then became a model and then was, did a couple spots on, the show scream the ghost you can say ghost face scream that's one and then the fangs could be like a scary horror thing one and then based on the singing because the singing for me took it down to two people the fact that whoever this is pronounces every word to the letter oh my god yes we have to talk about fever in a little bit yeah I was like, this is the one song I know that you can just let go of a lot of these syllables and letters and words and pronunciations and you weren't doing any of that. I think most likely this is Bella Thorne mm-hmm. because she did ballet as a youngin and was on Disney and all that stuff and is now like doing their own thing, tune it, being tuned out, walked away from Disney. Or it's the more obvious Kirsten Stewart because I totally could see and hear her pronouncing every letter of every word. So those are my so- two guesses. So, yeah, my first guess was initially Nina Dobrev until, like you said, Ken said it was and then I had to cross it off. Because I think <laughs> yeah. between the Vampire Diaries, she I saw she did like an Emmys bit a while back uh, that she performed. And so, like, she can hold a tune and she was in the final girl so she could do horror. But I personally am locking in Bella Thorne 
Uh, so you mentioned Scream dancing. She was also she was in Shake It Up, like as a dancer on Disney. Mm-hmm. There was a shot of one of the the four security guys with a big ass heart on his head or holding a big ass heart balloon, and she was part of the show Big Love. Uh, the ghost, mm-hmm. I only learned this from looking it up, but she was apparently part of the movie Mostly Ghostly. Have you met my ghoul friend? Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Which is, it sounds like an incredibly titled movie that probably is utter dog crap. Uh, the other thing that I realized, because I understand that like the, the fangs, I think, got everybody chipped off. Nina Dobrev with the Vampire Diaries. I initially actually was also thinking uh, Evan Rachel Wood because I heard Across the Universe and she also played mm. Queen Sophie Anne on True Blood, but also Evan Rachel Wood has a much better voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, she actually sang in, in Across the Universe. But here's the thing. A vampire, you talked about Kristen Stewart, the character that she played was named Bella Swan. The swan is Bella Thorne. Final oh. answer. Is that too, my mind is blown? Is that too obvious, though? I just I had to make two different connections, so I don't think it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, that's good. That's good. I uh, I, don't, I don't know how to refute. The only other person that I can think of, is especially because you said the heart comment, is Melissa Joan Hart, mm. who is in Sabrina the Teenage, Sabrina the Witch. Teenage Witch. Yes, and other things that I'm sure make sense. <laughs> Um, was she also in mostly ghostly? TV? Have you met my ghoul friend? But she, I do not think so. That she was in mostly ghostly. Have you met my ghoul friend? <laughs> that's the next movie night for sure. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. That's really a, a, a one of the other American experiences you need to partake in. Watching mostly ghostly. Have you met my ghoul friend? <laughs> yes. Ah, most of Joan Hart was in. Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> it's a sequel to the 2008 film Mostly Ghostly Who Let the Ghosts Out Oh, oh my god my, Oh my god <laughs> What What Yeah, it's, ba- what? <laughs> it's based on a book by R.L. Stein actually <laughs> I just, I'm reading a review of this now DVD Verdict gave it a negative review and questioned its pacing stating that Quote, after the climax in which our heroes confront ultimate evil, the movie goes on and on with a lengthy soccer game and a big dance sequence like the one from Slumdog Millionaire. The whole time I was wondering, why is this movie over already? That's amazing. Also, it was Joan Rivers' final film role. Oh, no. That's so that sad. she ended her life on mostly ghostly. Ghost Have you met my ghoul friend? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of them. There's a lot of mostly ghostlies. One night in Doom House is another one. Um, interesting. We might have to binge watch all of them. Obviously, the mostly ghostly cinematic universe. Yes, the most. The uh, I mean, you know, everybody's out here talking about the Avengers. I we talk about mostly ghostly up in her. <laughs> Who let the ghosts out? Might be. Like, we might just start with that one. <laughs> yeah, you guys start oh. with the first one to really see the the, the canon of the mostly ghostly franchise. Mm-hmm. The younger sister of Lindsay Lohan was in the first movie. Ah. Out. Oh, there's another one. Ghouls Gone Wild. Oh, oh no. No, 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 <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. This one's more appropriate. Uh, mostly ghostly. Let's get this party haunted. 
All right. That's more PG than Cool's Gone Wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the ghouls gone wild combined with ghoul or don't close your eyes. Oh like my a god! They're all Stein just like go in a different direction with the mostly ghostly franchise after a while. Apparently, yeah. After we all stopped reading them, right? Like, uh, you, Lord also, knows you what guarantee happened. if this does become Bella Thorne, the mostly ghostly clue is going to be one of the things that show up at the bottom, right? That this oh, is the yeah, clue to her hit film mostly ghostly. Yeah. Who let the ghouls out? For sure. For sure. For sure. And I think. If I'm going to predict a little ahead, when they do the gift giving to the judges, I think she will give a gift to Nick Cannon because she has been on Wild and Out, which is Ooh. his show on MTV. So Good I could call. see that happening. Wait, yeah. she was on. Why was she on Wild and Out? She was um, on Wild and Out. <laughs> yeah. No, there's some like random celebrities that have made their way on there. Um, but he like hit on her. I'm pretty sure. It's very Nick Cannon of him. But yeah, I remember because I like ended up going down a rabbit hole of watching the clips of the uh, the rap battling they do on there. I think it was right around the time when Nick Cannon released his diss track on Eminem and the world said, stop, please. You're mm -hmm. embarrassing yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so we, ta we, we talked about the words and stuff for this performance. Um, Liana, we've heard from you the least about the performance thus far. What did you think of this? By a fever you, by Peggy Lee. Yeah, you mean the speak speak singing that we yes. got to see? Uh yeah. I was honestly more distracted by the backup dancers. So uh the, the, the like, real ones or the ones on the backdrop? Uh oh, I didn't even notice the ones in the backdrop. <laughs> now I gotta go back. No, I was just talking about the ones that were supposed to represent, I don't know, fever. Like the red with the black lines and the white masks? I don't know. Yeah, but they were also wearing like Dr. Seuss wigs. Yes, right. Which of course made sense. Or like Albert Einstein wigs. I thought they matched the song. So I was very pro that. They made sense. Even though they looked bizarre. <laughs> yes, they made sense. Yeah. In a mass singery way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, th I, th I just think it was very like... I don't know. I feel like fever usually has like some soul in it. And I just think the way that she said fever was mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, it was very white. Like Aww. it was very much like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pull off this song, but I'm also like enunciating because I'm a good theater kid, you know? Mm, very much so. Yes, exactly. She did the like, what are those? You would know these, Mike, what, the, all the like, little licked a lemon, you know, the. The no, I, 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 yeah, I remember going like the lemma, lemma, lemma. Uh, yeah. yeah, the the Peter red leather, yellow leather, the the, yeah, the lips, the lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue. Yes, exactly. Whoa, yes. the lips, it's the to teeth, the tip of the tongue. Yeah. Oh, I did it, but not as quick. <laughs> Is the trick to try and do it really? Are you trying to trip yourself up, or are you trying to like open your mouth up to uh, the world of enunciation? Yes, you definitely want to open your mouth up to the world of enunciation. I think that's the perfect way to put it. Uh, well, usually what happens is like you say the phrase and then like usually play it with scales. So then you gradually get faster. But it's like the lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue, the lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue, enunciate, articulate, exaggerate. And it's just sort of, you know, you eventually trip yourself up, but it's all about getting those jaw muscles nice and flexible. So, you know, that she's a professional in that regard. The, the thing is that if it is Bella Thorne, like I believe she's released music and I don't think. Like, I think she was on tune, which you could say that uh, not, you know, there were a couple people in this group that did not 
do that necessarily but it was just like it just didn't feel like necessarily the right song for her and all i could look in was the swan's dead eyes and that sort of (laughs) took me out of the performance as well Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. she was on tune but it wasn't out of this world it wasn't neptune so it was okay Uh, um the open your mouth to a world of enunciation is that what you said yeah Okay, because that's stuck in my head. All I can think of is um, from Willy Wonka, the pure imagine, like open your, what is it? Is it take <laughs> to a, a look world and you'll of see? pure enunciation? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll make a cover of that. <laughs> take a, a par- look. Okay. And you'll see the lips, the teeth, and the tip of the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> now, I really liked the Jennifer Love Hewitt guess, not because I think it's her, but because I think that that would be a good get for them, for the mass Singer. I just wanted to throw that out there. Mm. And What's Jennifer Love Hewitt up to? Uh, I mean, the last thing I remember her from is the, was it the Ghost Whisperer that she was on that show? Yeah, that's what, that's what they made a reference hey! to with the, the ghost. Oh, yeah, yeah right. Uh, that was a guest. <laughs> or a guest. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's amazing. No, I'm sorry that I polluted your mind, Liana, with mostly ghostly in terms of ghost-related pop culture. Uh, yeah, that's literally all I can think about. Yeah, you might have opened me to a big world of go- watching those movies unwillingly, Mike. So I appreciate you in advance. <laughs> Anytime. You can watch it after the Monster Truck Rally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, perfect. Now, I gotta know. So, Ken Jong has said, Daddy... One too many times. Do we? I, uh, so, how long, Mike, until we hear him say, Mommy? Oh, oh, I retched in a little in my mouth when you said that. <laughs> he's not going to say, Mommy, because that's going to get like, he's going to get slapped with like her, a harassment suit from, from people at Fox after you call someone Mommy. Because, like, who's going to be his mom? Is, is Jenny going to be his mom? Uh, I mm. guess so. Or maybe one or like of the contestants? A, I don't know. Or like a guest judge that he's like friends with? Oh, maybe. I, actually, I could see a situation where like he called Joel McHale his mommy. Ah, uh, yes. I could, I could see that. And that's like their bit that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was surprised we didn't get a guest judge for this episode. Mm-hmm. Just because it was the start. I mean, we might get, I mean, we didn't get one from remember, group- did, Yeah, I was going to say, did the first episode of Group B, did they have a guest judge or did they? No, because they had Gabriel Iglesias and then they had... Second episode, I think, was Gabriel Iglesias for Group B. Right. I think. Hmm. Yeah, but then Group A had all three, I think. Okay. Maybe so you got to start off, you got to start off strong with Leah Remini, uh, the former Scientologist, Jamie Foxx, and the guy who stuck his thing in a pie. <laughs> Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> True. Where did T-Pain... Didn't T-Pain do one this season, too, Oh, no, though? T-Pain was on the last episode. Okay, yes. So then, just the first episode of Group B didn't have a guest. Okay. okay. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, we find the results out. Bear is out. I, in my notes, have... I didn't care for the rhino, but I think the bear is donezo, and boom, bear is gone. Now, the final guesses were Christina Applegate, Candace Cameron, Jody Sweeten and Tina Fey. Which what was Ken Jong's first one that he backed out of and changed? Oh, yeah, Tanya Harding. Oh yes, because I did Nick, Nick was very offended by that. 
<laughs> I've like definitely jokingly guessed Tanya Harding before because she's just like one of those people who it's like it's just always kind of funny like yeah is it the best story no but it's always still kind of funny right he made the tire iron joke and all I that mean, stuff so listen, we, we we live in a world where both Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding were on Dancing with the Stars True. albeit in separate seasons so they haven't exactly disappeared from the limelight and they both met yeah. Tom Bergeron who is the taco eh? mm-hmm <laughs> was that to insinuate that there's connective tissue between the two shows? Look, I don't I don't know what I'm going for at this point. <laughs> well, we had the reveal with Sarah Palin and we were all shocked. Obviously, they let her go on with her entire song like you've mentioned at the end, Mike. And I think it has all to do with the fact that not only is it a marquee moment, but also it's like we have an opportunity to have Sarah Palin not wear a mask and sing baby's got back to its entirety. And we're going to take it. I, I, she was running for vice president. People (laughs) voted for her on a ticket in a presidential election 12 years ago. And this is where she is. I feel like when people make jokes about people going on dancing with the stars, whether it's like, you know, your Sean Spicer or your Tom delay going on dancing with the stars. But I feel like this is a new high or low, depending on how you look at it, in terms of high-profile people going on to ridiculous reality competition shows. Now, I don't know if this sets a new pace as to who they could guess, but I will say, coming into this episode, by far the most ridiculous guess that has ever been made was, I think, Ken Jeong guessing Obama in season one. Now we're a little closer to that reality, and that scares me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like to think that there's a big difference between Sarah Palin and Obama, but in 10 years, who knows? <laughs> in five years, who knows? <laughs> Tomorrow, who knows? <laughs> what is the world coming to? It is funny that you brought that up, Mike, because so in the unmasked interview that they do each week on the YouTube page, the first thing that she said jokingly was, isn't this a requirement? Being on a reality show before you become a president. So. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> and then she also dove in and talked about how, you know, once the media rings a bell, you can't unring the bell. So by being on this platform, I got to be me and show that I'm fun, blah, 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 blah. And then she talked about the choice of song. She said that the performance that I turned things on its head a little bit, given that the song is sexist, I flipped it and I got an opportunity like this. I can do this. And then. She said, um, God's given me a platform and I had to go this route. And then she talked about how um, she was glad the judges guesses were off and that being on the mass Singer is one of, if not the oddest thing she's ever done. And then she ended it with a little bit of a motivational thing and said, if you have a choice of picking the hard thing to do or the easy thing to do, pick the hard thing because it's how you grow. What would have been the easy thing? In this yeah. scenario, probably not to perform Baby Got Back dressed as a bear. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> if you're given the choice to perform Baby's Got Back as a bear or not, you better do the former. <laughs> because that's how you grow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, I, I'm surprised that she's like, oh, thank God they didn't guess me because nobody in their right mind would have guessed her. Yeah. As no. we said, the clues in retrospect made, I guess, some sense, but nobody in their right mind would have thought that Sarah Palin would make her way onto reality TV let alone the mass singer. And I, I 
I mean, where does she go from here? Do you think this was a one-time deal, or do you think he's gonna start, she's going to start showing up on a bunch of other reality shows? Could she be on The Masked Dancer? Should she, she, could she be our carryover? It's entirely possible. I feel I like... like, that of like, like, see if you can guess me again. <laughs> if Celebrity Big Brother was coming back, I could totally see her giving that a shot now. Just because oh, she did, did this. Oh, well, she, would, she, would she be a, a fake house guest? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ugh, so like on a scale of back. <laughs> on a scale of the mooch to Omarosa, where do you think she'd be on the playing the game scale? <laughs> like, oh, that'd be so good. Yeah, I would be very into that. Maybe it'll come back at some point, but for now, this is all we had. Honestly, we could have gone to like the third performance, and I would have. I was more likely to guess it's Tina Fey doing a Sarah Palin impression than I would have had mm-hmm. Sarah Palin as my mm. guest. So I was very shocked. I think this was the one that shocked everybody. You know how like, you know, I kind of knew who like I was against Lil Wayne and then they were shocked. And then I think no one, no one, no one, no one expected this to happen. Mm-hmm. So I was I I'm s- very here for that. I will say I've had the opportunity to watch, you know, talk about reality TV for six years now. This is probably uh, in the at least the top 10 most ridiculous things I've seen, if not the top five, like <laughs> just the cultural magnanimity of this just supersedes. So, so much ludicrous stuff that I've been watching on television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100 percent. Now, before we head out of here, Mike, because I believe we've taken enough of your time by making you talk about this, would you be open to answering some questions? Not oh, from absolutely. us. Not an interrogation. Can I, can answer, should I answer them in my should I answer them in my night angel voice? Uh <laughs> yes. yeah, actually that'd be fun. That'd be fun. <laughs> so this question is specifically for you, so we'll start here. So Melissa asks, I'm so excited to hear Mike's take on the mass singer. Can we have Mike rate the contenders left over from group A and B? Also, was he as disappointed as Queen Liana when Chaka Khan left over the White Tiger, or did he gleefully enjoy the chaos? Oh, I was proper devo when I saw that she went out. No, I'm not I'm not going to. If she said she enjoyed hearing from me, I will not uh, disservice her by doing this stupid <laughs> night angel voice. All right. So let me look through the first six here. So I guess if I'm rating the first six overall, mm. uh, I would say that I actually like Kitty. I actually like Kitty the most. I think she's Sarah mm. Highland. And Sarah Hyland has a background, actually, in musical theater. So I think she has a, a good voice to her. So I'm going to put her number one. I'm okay. going to put I'm going to put Frog number two. I'm seeing what you're talking about, Puya. I think he's got the swagger. And I think he has like some pretty good vocal chops and definitely has the the rap R&B to him that he's putting on a good performance. Mm-hmm. Turtles number three, uh, just because mm-hmm. I mean, I think I actually like his costume the most uh, just because it's a turtle with a mohawk on. I'm going to do. I'm going to do kangaroo number four and obviously banana number five, white tiger number six. And yeah, I was absolutely depressed that it wasn't just that Chaka Khan was eliminated in honor of uh, in place of white tiger. It's that white tiger performed one of the worst renditions of a song I've heard on a singing competition in quite some time. So like say what you want to about performance. It just really spat in the face of like she lost to someone who did not sing a note on tune or in rhythm over the course of a song. So almost made it feel like much like the llama would say, you know, everything's made up and the points don't matter. So that, that's sort of why I was Mm. a little angry about it. But that being said, there's so much ridiculous stuff that goes on. I don't know. Like, 
I just can't believe I never thought that Sarah Palin being unmasked would like supersede Shaka Khan getting beaten out by the white tiger. But here we are. Yeah, <laughs> it's all it's, relative. It's, <laughs> yeah. And like, for me, it's not even Shaka Khan because like, we talked about it the following week. She did the national anthem, didn't do all that. Well, it could have been any of the other two people that had gone out prior. It could have been Drew Carey or even Lil Wayne. At least Lil Wayne would have been fun in the sense that he would not botch his lyrics because not only did she lose to someone who was off key, but also he like missed half the lyrics. So yeah, not great. I also agree with you. I think we have a very similar list actually, because I think sixth and fifth, we have the same. And for me, it's just a toss up between the frog and the kitty. Who's first, who's second. And then honestly, the turtle and the kangaroo could go either way. Cause I like the kangaroo's voice. But I like the turtles' style and voice, mm-hmm. so yeah, that, that's how I'm feeling about that. Um, now let's go to Liana with a question, because I think Liana can answer this question. We've had so Sarah asks, we've heard a lot of mixed feelings about bird costumes. How are you all feeling about the swan costume, Liana? What's your Ooh. thought on the swan costume proper? Now that I see it in action. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Yes. Oh, yes. I thought it's I was budget. gonna like it. I I um I don't know. There's something about uh, Mike mentioned it, but the dead eyes of the swan <laughs> that really just kind of freak me out. And I feel like there's something about the fact that it's um like two tiered. Hold on, let mm. me pull up a picture. Cause- well, so yeah, here's here's my like my weird thing that removes me from reality with some of these people are when the mics have to be lined up against the necks. Yes. Uh, it makes you feel like they're singing out of like a voice box that they smoked one too many cigarettes. <laughs> but just mm. because of the placement of the head, instead mm. of singing out of their actual head, they're singing out of their larynx. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. And because, you know, that's where their actual face is. And it, I, this is going to sound weird, but it like takes you out of it a little bit as we're talking <laughs> about the night angel. Right. Um but oh, yeah. did somebody call my oh, name? I love my Say name. it three more times and I'm here with Kippers. A pair in the mirror. Uh yeah. Uh it's weird. I I will also say birds in general are a little weird. I'm not going full Nicole BB twenty one, but I think the fact that they have like beady eyes makes it mm-hmm. very hard to get on the same page as them. Uh, but you can make it very cartoony, I think, in a way. But I get, I get your point. And and Puya, maybe that's why you really didn't like the flamingo from last season either. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. I think the only bird, because we've had, yeah, I think I liked the peacock. Um, I don't remember the costume well enough to be like, was it just because of the person too? But the eagle, I didn't, I was indifferent on the eagle, but the eagle looked more cartoony. Whereas mm. the flamingo looked budget the swan looks budget and they have creepy eyes so i'm out on See, it i don't think they look budget no they look budget i think the swan looks think less they, maybe, budget maybe, than the flamingo did maybe they just haven't pulled off the ability to like have a head tower so far above the actual performer's head like rhino his head is directly above the performer's head so it's not mm-hmm. that too far of a stretch but like liana said when you have the the swan's mic position like down at the end of the neck it's a weird image yeah i'm excited for the giraffe next season yeah exactly <laughs> or like the ladder right when tony vlachos is on this season of yeah, Mad exactly. Singer. i like big butts and i cannot lie sandra ah, la, 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 la. 
So, our last question is from someone on Twitter named Tots and Pears. And they say, Oh, we're gonna go up the Tots and Pears, are we? (laughs) So they say, Not a question, (laughs) just an observation. I agree with what you guys said a while ago. The celebs must be signing contracts for one slash two episodes and then agree to be voted off as the bear was way better than the swan. The swan was awful. Now, did you think the bear was the right person to go? Like the audience chose it right. If not, who was the one that should have gone in your opinions? I mean, I personally, like if I was writing it on my own view of the performances, I would have put the bear above the T-Rex and the astronaut. I think Mm. incorporating the performance element into it, I feel like the astronaut did not check any boxes personally. So I I would see him go home. Mm. Wow. The astronaut didn't hold any weight. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, I I don't know. I I think the T-Rex had a lot of energy in kind of a similar way to the bear, right? Like maybe the vocal performance wasn't as amazing, but did you maybe got back the way that the bear did was actually kind of impressive. Even though I'm sure like Mike said, it's her karaoke, her karaoke song, the one that she uses to impress people or the one that when she was on the campaign trail to be like, Oh look, she's down to earth because she could do baby got back. Um, I'm just like you. I can do Sir Mix a lot. Hey, I'm just, I can drink a beer and do Sir Mix a lot on the karaoke machine. I'm just like you. I'm just like you. (laughs) The swan, I think, actually, there were hints of when she sort of sang a little bit, like actual Mm. sang sang that I think could be interesting. And so I'm curious to see what she'll bring in the future. I think the swan damned themselves by picking this song and then enunciating. I think if they either picked a different song or didn't enunciate, we'd be thinking a lot higher of their performance. So I'm ready to give the swan another shot for sure. And I would have to say uh, the astronaut really didn't bring it, didn't really knock us out of this world, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So the astronaut needs to really double down next episode and do something better. And honestly, the rhino wasn't all that. So, uh, you know, rhino do better because I know you're capable of it. And then ultimately I would like to say, let's rank all three groups now that we've seen all three groups based on the people in them mm. so who Ooh. i think yeah so which one do you think was the best group which one do you think was the worst group and then the middle group doesn't matter i think i'm gonna go with ban- i'm gonna go with b i've said banana but i guess he's in group b b for banana <laughs> uh, as number one because i think that what it benefits from is that like at least everyone was at least pretty good like there wasn't anyone that was outwardly bad so I think that sort of benefits from that. Oh, it's tough because like Group C, I, I think the judges really uh, preemptively said like Group C, man, when after Night Angel performed, because I would say that overall there weren't too many impressive vocals. I might have to put A above C mm-hmm. at this point. I might have to go B, A, C, go back. Yeah. Yeah. So is this, uh, does this include all six performers? Um, I didn't think of that quite, but let's say yes, because Group C has five performers still. Right, because we don't know who. Yeah, I think I would go with Mike on this one. I think it's Mm. (laughs) BAC. Yeah, I think so, too. I think C is probably the weakest, both in 
vocals in Razzle Dazzle. Um, they're they're higher energy. If this was a high energy ranking, they are first because they were all shot out of cannons. For right. example, the astronaut, um, who's like the Eeyore of the bunch. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to wait and see what happens when they all mix in together in the Super Nine. But I have a feeling that Group A has two good contenders in it. Group B has two good contenders in it. And then Group C is going to kind of be like the, the we're here too, people. Uh, I might change my answer to ABC. Ooh, why? Uh, I, if it's going to include all six, I feel like, yes, you have the White Tiger in Group A, but, you know, he brings the razzle-dazzle. I think mm. I thought Drew Carey was actually a good performer. <laughs> I, I agree. For sure. And so, plus you have Lil Wayne and Shaka Khan. Group A actually might be, for me, the top. Because who do you think? Okay, winner picks, winner picks, winner picks. Mike, who's your winner pick? Oh, uh, I'm going with, I'll go with Kitty. Because I feel like we're due for a female winner. And I feel like she's someone that everyone mm. seems to enjoy. Yeah. That's a good one to back. I will go with the second one out of group B. I'm going to go with the with the frog. I think the frog has got Blah. the dance moves. The frog has the singing. And the frog has just the crowd, like, working the audience as well. And I think you put all these three together. You put the costume together. It's a fun one. I think the frog has all it takes to take a W in this current uh, format slash requirements of the mass singer. I think Kitty would be my first bet. However, I will say Turtle because mm. Mm. I could see Turtle. I think Turtle is, in my mind, a little bit more similar to the Wayne Brady with the performance and the singing voice. So I would go Turtle here. Mm. Yeah, and if I could have my druthers, I would want the kitty to win as well, if I'm being honest. Because I think I've liked the kitty, and I like that I don't quite know exactly who it is, and I like the voice. So Sarah Highland. We'll see. We know Maybe. now Mike is here to, to teach yeah, us. I, mean, all. I, I know exactly who this <laughs> is. <laughs> all right. Well, well, in the event that it is, Mike, you will get praised on this podcast by us and we will send people to you to give you all the kitty puns in your mentions and the coronavirus <laughs> in that order in that order in that order well at least this that mystery will be solved unlike space <laughs> <laughs> that is an unsolvable mystery because we can never find out what's going on in that vast galaxy of ours I think I think that was actually the topic of unsolved mysteries. <laughs> just what every episode it was, was about just space. space. <laughs> yeah, and when they did the reenactments or whatever, it was just it was really hard because it was just space. So it was like bad animations of space. <laughs> yeah, uh, tune in next week when we try and solve the mystery of time. Ooh, I'm excited. Do you think we'll get it? Well, we should get the DeLorean from the um, Yeah, from the from the bear. Package. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the trilogy, the finale could be the mystery of time and space. Ooh. Mike has stuff to do. It is late. 
And we've kept him here to talk about all this stuff. Mike, thank you so much for coming on. This was a lot of fun for us. And um, we appreciate your impressions. We appreciate your guesses. We appreciate your puns. And uh, just thank you for doing this. The pleasure was all mine. Uh, I, you know, luckily the train is sleeping right now. So is the sleeping train. So luckily, you know, I don't need to worry about that too much. But yeah, this is this is a ridiculous show, but it's so much fun. And this podcast is ridiculous and it's so much fun. So I'm so happy I got to join in all the nonsense that you two get to partake in every week. And we all found out a little bit about archery's uh, people who won in the Olympics. So I think we're all the winners here. (laughs) That's right. We're, We're all winners. What was her what was her name? What yeah. was her name, Liana? Dude. Dude. I don't dude. even know, dude. Luann Ryan. Oh, I was gonna say From Leanne the Rhymes. Olympics. <laughs> I was like, Montreal. I know that that's wrong. Uh, the Montreal Olympics or whatever. Uh, it's fine. All right. Well uh, yeah, okay. No. All right. My- I'm done. Okay. You can find me on social media. <laughs> Wait, you just said you were done and then proceeded to make plugs. Is that, is that what we're doing now? That's why I'm like, okay, I'm done podcasting now. You can find me on the social media. <laughs> Did Mike Liana, where can in? everyone find you? No, you go ahead. You you already started yeah. the bike ride. Like, right, I'm going to let you finish here. Then I can just zone out. All right. You can find me on social media at Liana Boris. Um, Mike and I are doing the B&B this week with Allie Lasher so that's going to be so much fun I cannot wait uh, and then Brent Walgamont, Amon and I are going to get back together to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race which um, we will have a lot to talk about so um, definitely check that out Alright and Sir Mike Bloom where can uh, people find you and what have you been up to Thank you for knighting me Puya. I'm glad your trip to Medieval Times turned out well and you able to uh, be given royal powers it seems so liana mentioned the bnb i am also writing about survivor 40 every week i am talking to someone who played with the winner who was most recently voted out to get their thoughts on the game also we'll occasionally do interviews with current players for example uh this past week's episode of survivor had a heartbreaking and uplifting scene involving yule kwan talking about jonathan penner and stacy titles battle with als I got to talk with Yule a bit about that, about his decision to play for that reason and so much more. So be sure to check that out at parade.com over on post show recaps. Of course, Josh Wiggler and I are doing down the hatch, our episodic lost rewatch podcast, where if you like podcasts that are this long every week going on about pure nonsense about a show we love, you'll love down the hatch. Also, Jessica Lisa and I are covering Star Trek Picard, which ventures into the greatest mystery of our time space and all that's cracked up to be. <laughs> be sure to check all that out. And I'm sure to be on the airwaves or, you know, in your feeds talking about a bunch of other stuff. So be sure to follow me at a Mike Bloom type for all the random musings I may have. And last but not least, you can find me at Puyaism on social media. I will be doing the Big Brother Live Feed Update podcast on Fridays, Puya Fridays. I'll be there to talk about this season of Big Brother Canada. It has been a lot of fun. We have been recording, so I do not know who's gone, but I'm excited to find out. And I will be on every Friday to tell you what's been going on on the feeds with uh, Sir Taryn Armstrong of House Armstrong. 
Now, you have all been leopards to us. Thank you so much. If you like what you've been hearing and you would like to leave a review for this podcast, please go to www.robhasawebsite.com slash singer. That's one word. And let us know what you think about all these crazy things we do here. Now, until next time, take care and we will unmask you in the playoffs. Bye.